to match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat children. Yo, it's your boy Phil Hunt. We back here after a long hiatus at the motherfucking Tough Talk Podcast, bitch. We back in it. Yeah. Uh, got a new co-host. Uh, let me introduce my man, Ibrahim Khalif. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of Jersey's finest. Brick City. Uh, he puts out propaganda. I like that. <laughs> I appreciate that. Got to keep the streets dirty. You know what I mean? Get these... You got to give people something to something think to about. Clean, yeah, something to clean up. Because even bit. when they're mad, it's like, yo, you felt something. The that, worst thing is to say something that don't nobody feel nothing. Yeah. It's just a dud. <laughs> That's one of the things, too, is like, especially like when you're on stage and you're having a bad set. Right. Even if you can make motherfuckers feel uncomfortable, it's better than total silence and dead air. Yeah. It's like if you can get a, oh, that ain't. Oh, yeah, if fuck. you can get the groan or if you can get I'm whatever. I'm Yeah, definitely. I, uh. You see me on social media, dog. I, I'm more into the comments than I am the the likes. Like, right, that's right. easy. You right. could be like, hurricanes are bad. 100,000 likes. Yeah. But when you get the, what they call being ratioed, I guess the internet nerds call it being ratioed, which that to me, I'm like, that's more interesting. What the when fuck you is get that? People that's talking, shit now. That's like, when you get, like, a say, a two to 300. So, two likes to 300 comments. Oh, oh, okay. Where it's just like, yeah, but Where dude, you're being so-called dragged. Dude, is interesting. Yeah, yeah. and that whole drag Dragging thing. Drag it's funny him. to me it's because bullshit. they find a new celebrity to do it. Black Twitter does mm-hmm. every week. And it's like, you know he's sleeping in a mansion, right? It, yeah, what are you, you really you, affecting? You can't drag Chris Brown. <laughs> I know you want to, yeah. but... He's sleeping in a mansion with two models. They really think that they're doing something with that. They be, oh, we dragged him to social media. Oh, yeah. Like, you ain't do shit. Oh, yeah. To this motherfucker at all. Definitely. At all. It's like. It's so weird. One night I did three shows and looked at my phone and it had 99 comments. And I'm like, these comedians can't be busy. Because they're, they're busy dragging me, and I'm like, oh, I just got five applause breaks. I don't know what y'all are doing, but <laughs> I don't even think you social... obviously ain't working on that weak ass set. I don't even think social media is the real world, you know. Like, I feel like it's a, a whole nother, you know, and it's a set. I think it's, I think in some parts it is real because what you're dealing with is people's thoughts. Which is the rawest thing that you can ever get. Because the thing, because what they would never say to you in your face, they will definitely say right there. So you're getting a, a window into someone's soul to a degree. A little so bit. So it is real, but it isn't real in terms of it doesn't really affect. I don't feel like their anything. responses are real. Because mm-hmm. via Twitter, via Facebook, they're a little more brave, yo. Yeah. Fuck you, go die, and all that right, right, shit. Right. You're just like. Wait a minute, I know him. Right. I remember I had a dude, I pulled up on and I told him, yo, what you just said right there, seeing as we never even met, I'm going to pull up on you. I pulled up on him. He goes, yeah, but that was the internet. And I was like, then I felt like I was tripping. I was like, oh, I'm tripping. <laughs> you going to beat my ass over some comments? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I am tripping. <laughs> he is right. That is the internet. Why am I mad? 
And then as I walked away, I went, yo, he Jedi mind tricked you. damn sure did. But yeah, it's people, people it's real, like, real brave on the internet. Uh, let's, let's talk maybe a little bit about the good of the internet. What's, what's good on the internet? Nick, man, let me tell you, when this whole SJW shit first jumped off, I wasn't even trying to be no social justice warrior. I was just trying to talk to people because, yo, niggas was getting popped on the internet at yeah. a record clip. So you just trying to bridge the gap with some white motherfuckers you may know who may feel yeah. a particular way. But now this shit done morphed. People was going live and, yeah. and going live dead. Word. Like that. Remember the dude in Cleveland shot somebody on Facebook yeah. live. They like, yo, let's put a delay on the live. What about, <laughs> what about the motherfucker? It, it was also like you had the, the, the black dude out in California who was the former cop. Who they went on that manhunt. Uh, do you mean up. Christopher Dorman? Yeah, Christopher. Yo. That's one of my they, favorite stories. They need to make a movie about that motherfucker. It's I, Enemy of the State. Yo, That's the movie. Yo, I really believe he knew something. Oh, he did. He definitely knew no, something he, that was he, coming down a pipe. Christopher Dorner snitched on them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he was, was telling going, on cops he was for their bad behavior. And yeah, they chased him down. They said he killed the cop, you know, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And, and that was their reason for chasing oh, him but down. But they said that the reason for his fucking uh, his 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 uh, massacre he went on, his so-called massacre he went on, was because he was passed up for a promotion. For or some a promotion, shit. Like, yeah, they'll make up a story. Yeah, like, passed up for a promotion. Hey, they will make up a story. No nigga, that I always that thought it was about funny work. because you can't burn an American flag. That is a crime. Mm-hmm. But they burnt him on <laughs> national television. And then, you know, went to commercial break. Yeah. That was an odd chase, man. But, uh, Ibrahim, let's let's get into a little about you, man. Uh, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, five years. It'll be five, five years, November. Years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I started when I was 31. 31. Yeah, so I stepped on stage first time I was 31. I took a slight break. I had opened a business and shit. And then, um, for about six months, I was dealing with that. Then in the midst of sitting in my empty gym, because I had a fitness studio or whatever. Okay. I said, man, let me head over. To... So I took this uh, comedic acting class. And from there, from that, I ran into uh, Gordon Baker Bone after that. And then I just was like, look, I'm going to pursue this Baker thing. Baker Bone, shout yeah, out to shout him. Out one, to of, one of Jersey's finest. Uh, he'd he be around the city. I see dude. Right. Funny guy. I like him. Uh, 31, that's a right age to start comedy, man. Yeah. I'll tell you. I'm 33 now, and I be feeling behind as far as a comedian. And one of my senseis, uh, one of my mentors, Alonzo Bolton, he started at 30. Mm. So he always looks at me like, fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You're 33. Like, I was two you, years in. I'm, in the game, yeah. I'm 13 years in, so yeah. yeah. And I be looking at situations like yours, like... I, when I first when I initially first started and I was really going at this shit, I was like, all right, I felt envious of younger people because for years people had told me, yo, try stand up comedy, try stand up mm-hmm. comedy. And when I was c- growing up, when you saw the greats of stand up comedy, you're like, I can't do that shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I couldn't be. So I didn't think I could do that. But it's funny how now the way comedy's going now, it's like people see a motherfucker on stage and go, I can do that. You know what I mean? Everybody you know can do comedy what? now. And I mean, I guess you need those both extremes to put you in the game. Because when I was like seven, I started watching comedy. Uh, you know, Comic View would be on every night. And my parents would kind of leave the TV on that. I don't even think they got that I was watching it, you know. 
But then uh, I saw Chris Rock's Bring the Pain. And I remember being a kid and looking at my mom and saying, he gets paid to do that? And her being like, yeah, a lot. And I'm like, oh, word. So I always kind of had that vision or idea for myself. But it's weird because I always feel weird anytime somebody's inspired by mediocrity. Mm, mm. This girl was telling me, I think she was a waitress at the cellar. Mm-hmm. Is that how it went? Or in that she saw somebody be bad is what she was she telling said, me. And she that. said, I can, I can do better than that. And it's just like, because I always feel like that's a weird bar. Because I always feel like greatness should be the bar. You should be shooting for, to be Chris Rock, bring the pain funny. To be, you know, fucking Dave Chappelle, killing them softly funny. Right, right. And then when people are like, nah, I'm just trying to be bottom of the barrel, <laughs> white guy number six on the line. Right. It's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I grew up watching a lot of stand-up. When I grew up with my grandmother, uh, we watched stand-up. Um, it was a family thing. Okay. And um, I talk about this quite a bit, is that when, we're, when we used to watch stand-up and shit, I would find it funny on one aspect you know the comedians jokes whatever yeah. but i would also ask my mother and my grandmother and all of them like yo what did he why is it funny to you and then they would give me the other level of that humor oh so yeah it gave me it, it put things in proper perspective for me and i understood the double entendres in a joke i understood certain metaphors they would use in other ways because as a kid you only hear it it sounds funny yes but and the when rhythm you, and the rhythm pace, pace which right. i still laugh about to this day and i mean Listeners, y'all can YouTube Fool's Comedy School. That's school with a S-K-double-O-L, you know? And I, I really do make fun of, like, the pace and the rhythm because it's almost becomes preacher-like. Right, right, right. And the same reason somebody is good, the same reason somebody is also bad because it's like, <laughs> yo, that dude has all of the rhythm and the cadence, but he but ain't saying shit, nothing, saying you know? Shit, yeah. And that oh. Chris Rock's rhythm was like a preacher. Oh yeah, his, his family, he's in his family, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that rhythm and cadence, you know, and, and it's if you're using it just for side bitch humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a side bitch is that! <laughs> don't you hate when some of y'all ain't clapping? That's because <laughs> you don't know you a side <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you hear that shit all the time. Where the niggas with dirty houses at? <laughs> Everybody got these, somebody in their family that got a dirty house. And if you ain't clapping, it's because you got the dirty hearts. And you like, hey, come on, man. <laughs> but people true. laugh. And I mean, yeah, you're right. I'll tell you one I was thinking of, or you write about comedy bringing the family together. Yeah, uh, somehow I got down a rabbit hole. And I mean, I went walked in a grocery store literally with my girl and saw chestnuts. Mm. Chestnuts made me think of Do you remember Dolomite Rudy Ray Moore's mm-hmm. Chestnuts joke No It's on the Dr. Dre Chronic album And that's how I heard it mm. And I can remember my father Like leaving me in the car And me rewinding it To hear the joke again Man the only Rudy Ray Moore thing I used to always hear Was my mother My sister's father Used to always do the signified monkey When I was a kid Which is hilarious Because as I looked in the comments of the chestnut joke, I was trying to explain to my girl, like, yo, you got to hear this joke. It's, 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 it, she's like, what are you even talking about? So anyway, yeah, I can remember my father being like, oh, that's Dolomite, boy. You don't know nothing about that. And, you know, years go by. Obviously, Rudy Ray Moore's passed. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But uh, the Dolomite movie is coming yep. out with Eddie Murphy. Yep. I'm excited to check that out. Because, I think he's going to do it justice, too. Yeah, come on. It's, it's Eddie, Eddie, dog. People forget. But Eddie was that guy. dude. But uh, the Chestnuts joke is, let's see if I can do it in short and in quick. Uh, you know, the, the the girl says to her father, you know, hey, daddy, you know, if you had nuts on your chest. What would those be? He said chestnuts. Mm-hmm. Hey, daddy, if there were nuts on the wall, what would those be? Walnuts. Hey, daddy, so if you had nuts on your chin, would those be chin nuts? And he says, hell no, nah, bitch, you'd have a dick in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so as I'm finding this joke on YouTube, I'm looking in the comments. And so many people are like, yo, Dr. Dre brought me here, the chronic. So I'm like, okay, I share that memory with so many other people. I mean, obviously, that's a fucking multi-platinum, platinum fucking album. So, and that was my introduction to Rudy Ray Moore at like seven. But also what you talked about, the Signified Monkey, was in the comments. And people were like, yo, I remember hopping in the car, you know, and they would give you the year. Mm -hmm. 77, the whole story, four paragraphs. And to me... That's the type of conversation and bringing together that comedy is supposed to inspire. And, 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 and also, comedy also becomes a part of our lexicon. Mm-hmm. If it's a good joke, it becomes part of, like like you say, you saw Chestnuts, you associated that with that. Yeah. Just like I do, I do a bit where I talk about, I don't know if you saw it in the video I sent you, but I do a bit where I talk about uh, uh, white women in yoga pants. Right, and I talk about how if you from the hood and you see white women in yoga pants go jogging, I say you know your rent's about to go up. I say it's like one of the first <laughs> signs of gentrification. One of the right? first signs. So nobody ever thought about that, and and then I said it, and now there's people that hit me up and go, "Yo, I saw," and they'll take a picture and right. send it to me, yeah, and go, "God damn!" I ne- like and they that's... never paid attention to that, and that's the greatest thing about being a comic is that these thoughts Inspire. that you have. Over the Capture course of your imagination. Whatever, it captures it and it's like, oh, fuck. And that's what it is. Like a character like Dolomite who was, mm-hmm. you know, damn near a pimp. Well, he was a pimp. And I mean, he it's talked dirty. That was yeah. the whole thing. You know? And you got now people will try to be like, oh, we got to cancel. We got a ban. And it's just he's, like. What? he was a, He's a time capsule of that time. Just like I was yeah. telling. He, uh, that sounded redundant as fuck. But just like I was telling somebody else about Martin. When you watch Martin Lawrence, you so oh, yeah. crazy. Martin was a time capsule of what it was to be in your early 20s dating in the 90s. You couldn't turn on the TV without seeing Martin in the 90s. I mean, Def Jam over to, what was it, Fox? Uh, yeah, it was Def Jam, Fox. Which people then, got beef with Fox. That's how they built their entire thing because they were a new network. It was living, Martin, single, living single, Martin, Martin. Living color. And now. And, and also fucking married with children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best I mean, yeah, ever. Married with but Children I mean, was great. That was a, which, that, but they were all on the same lineup. Which people were bringing up because they were like, yo, Al Bundy, you know, would have got banned. It's just like, yeah, because y'all don't allow a character to even be a character anymore. No. Which is one of the dumbest things, yo. You remember when Barbershop came out and yeah. Cedric the Entertainer said, was shitting on Rosa, Rosa Parks. Parks. Yeah, and yeah. people were like, yo, let's petition. And it's but like, he was, y'all he understand was, that that's a script, right? Right. And that's a character. Mm-hmm. So you want to protest a character? The same thing about they tried to do with the Boondocks when they did the Martin Luther King. Oh uh, yeah, Martin Luther King. Nigga, uh, Usher is not. No, or, Michael Jackson, Jackson is, is not, not a genre of music. <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed. I missed the Boondocks, bro. It's supposed to be coming back, which but. is great because 
you can't culturally have anything happen without them bringing back the boondocks. I don't know if you you on Twitter a little. Uh, it's, here and there. I'm, it's, I'm it's, screaming into the void right now. Nobody. It's good because it's left and right. Uh-huh. Like, there's no in-between on Twitter. Either they straight up clowning or they down the rabbit hole of like, who's the wokest contest. Right, right, right. You know, you not woke because this. Well, you might be a social worker, but that's suppressing this and that and this. And then the social worker's like, wait, but you don't do nothing. Nothing. You just here on Twitter yelling at me. And I'm actually in these streets. Streets. But uh, Popeye's chicken sandwich, which (laughs) was hilarious because the two things this summer, Popeye's chicken sandwich is one in the R. Kelly case where you saw people bring back out the boondocks clips and be like the boondocks warned us so i feel like that was like our simpsons where the funny thing about the boondocks though is that when it was out people really wasn't fucking with it uh it really wasn't I feel I've, been, like, I've been i've been reading the boondocks since i was in high school right it was a comic strip i got the books at home yeah when the cartoon came out people wasn't fucking with it people was fucking with the, the 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 presentation of it, right? The, the nigga, the this, the that. It was Surfacely. it was in your face, surface. But they really wasn't was getting what cool they were talking about. Cool to have a black about. cartoon, exactly. But, but they the, wasn't really getting the content. But that's the, the how mark of that's the mark of, of true greatness. Yeah. Is you know it takes people a little while to catch up to you. Even like with Chappelle, I'm having to tell people like, yo, he's ahead of you. I saw somebody write, you know, in one of these. Blog slash article slash op eds that he's just behind the times, and I'm like, no, he's he's two steps ahead of you, and that's Mm -hmm. why you're having so much trouble dealing with the things that he's saying. The the comic who wrote the op ed. I mean, the comic who wrote even her op ed, I thought was gentle. And it she was. leveled with him a little. Yeah, because she, she empathized with being in her late 40s. Yeah, and I'm still but not my thing is still sure how I'm supposed to feel I don't, about a comic writing an article about a comic. I think it's bullshit. Because it's like a conflict of interest. I think it's bullshit. I always say you can't play the game and commentate it. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like true. I'll never forget uh, I was watching NBA one night and uh, – the game was over, and you remember Shannon Brown? Mm-hmm. That was he's married, married to Monica. Monica. Yeah. Monica is sitting in the booth with the headphones on and talking to the guys and chopping it up. You know, Shaq, Barkley, Kenny, EJ, they're all sitting there having that conversation, chopping it up. Right. He comes up to the booth. He's still sweating just to hug his wife to say, you know, what's going on. And she's sitting there giving her basketball opinions, whatever <laughs> you think uh, Monica's <laughs> basketball opinions are you know the boy is hers she won that argument right but uh the bush <laughs> Shannon sitting there and uh he hugs her and then she goes you know have a seat and put on the headset and he's like no uh-huh. and it was an awkward moment because the guys even are like yeah and he's like no uh-huh. because he understood I can't sit here and critique LeBron with y'all right right I play on the team. Like, this will fuck up my whole thing, you know. Mm -hmm. This might mess up my chances next year getting on the team because I want to sit here and critique how the other side plays. So I always feel like, and I try to never comment on comedian specials unless I liked it. If I didn't like it, I try to never say nothing. Because it's like, well, how's your special, Phil? And anybody could put that back on me. 
And right, a lot of right. these people that write, it's like, yeah, but how's your shit? And I look like, at it. I, I look at it for me. I've been, a, like I said, I've been a fan longer than I've been a comic. And sometimes I've been trying to fight with that. But it's also, it's like, I use it as a, I, I look at it as a competitive thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if I see a special and I go, I want shit special about that special. Oh. That's what I say now. Woo. Publicly, what I'll just say it. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll say it and be like, yo, what shit? I mean, I have years. I it's, can't it's a lot turn away. It's like, for me, it just causes me to go, all right, if I'm going to, like, I told my wife this one time. My wife, she commented on somebody, like, my wife, she's like, she does, like, she sews and shit. She's like a okay. seamstress. So she commented, she critiqued somebody's work one time. And I said, you do better. I said, if, you gonna, if you're going to comment on somebody's shit, at least do better. Than and that's you, the critique. Do better. And that's the critique. to put your work out there and, for and it do, to yeah, be and better. And for it to be better. I was like, I feel like I can say something because I feel like I'm going to put the pressure on myself to do better than that. Right. You know what I mean? hundred percent. I mean, kudos to you putting out a special. But at the same time, I'm looking at it from the aspect of the art form. Yeah. And I'm like, for the art form, or as they say now, for the culture... Right. This shit ain't copacetic. Nah, <laughs> not at all. Because it lowers the bar. Oh, we know. It, it lowers the bar and the expectations of what people have for a special. Like Being I said, inspired by mediocrity. Exactly. And that's that's where I think we are. To where it's like everyone's like, oh, I can do that, and the audience is segmented. Like I watched Dangerfield uh, somehow. Oh, I was down a rabbit hole on Reddit. Rodney. Yeah, Rodney somebody shit, posted Rodney's clip, and I thought, man, it's funny how funny just used to be funny, funny. and people, everybody used to laugh. Mom, dad, yeah. small child, and now this stuff is just agree with me comedy. Hey, right. Everybody, Trump's building the wall. That's wrong. Then oh, a bunch of claps, yeah, and yeah. it's like, all right, my nigga, but where was the joke? It's participation trophy. Yeah, <laughs> where where was the there's no, joke? There's no bars. There ain't no and bar. I mean, God bless Chappelle. I, I appreciate it because it takes some of the pressure off of us because it's like, well, if he can say those things. Now, granted, he's unattached, meaning he doesn't have any sponsors. And as yeah. he said, bitch, you, you clicked, clicked on, on my, my face. face. Yeah. Whereas it's just like, why are you watching something my you thing clearly is- wouldn't like? And even then, I feel like this mantra or mantra for this generation of the world having to adjust to you. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like our parents kind of taught us coming up, you have to adjust for the world. And like, you know, people just might not see it your way. And that's okay, but save yourself the time. But now, you know, you got... But that's different I don't know if you ever saw the video of the dude. The dude was big. He looked like Billy Gunn. He's in a video store. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's wrecking the counter because the dude won't call him man. Oh, yeah. And right. it's just like, fam, <laughs> you are like 6'4", dog. Yeah, and he's only doing that because he can. He knows. Yeah, he and not only guy. that, but it's like, do that with someone in a position of authority. But why are you yelling at a GameStop employee? Like, you're being, whether you're a sir or a ma'am, you're being rude. And that... Mm-hmm. Trump's all of it. But also you're showing male privilege right then and there, ironically, because you're doing what a woman wouldn't be able to do if she was in that same situation. Uh, hundred like percent. Because if you called, I remember back in the day, if you called a woman who wasn't like on the first little wave of this 90 neo-feminism, yeah. if you called a woman who wasn't married Mrs. and she right. went Ms., she couldn't overpower you and want to beat your ass based on you making that mistake. It's right. like, bitch, I know you was single. Like, I just assume better for you. And that's the level <laughs> that's the level that I feel about most of it, where like I said, you're forcing the world to adjust for you. you yeah. And, and it's like that's 
cool and I'm glad you think that you're that important, but just understand that somebody might and, not give a And fuck. the irony is the very industry, the very profession that's not supposed to conform to society, they want us to they yes. want comedians to custom fit their jokes for the audience. Right. Oh, you're supposed to yeah. for the audience that's no, when you're serving the masses. No, fuck out of here. So nah, it's nah, a nah, uh, majority rules kind yeah, of thing. Of, well, 45 people were laughing. So you two, I'm just going to say your opinion. Doesn't really matter at this moment because the other 45 people were laughing. So what I'll say about that and what was funny was mm-hmm. uh, Caitlyn Jenner, which mm-hmm. again, white male privilege, being able to flip and become a woman mm-hmm. overnight. And when women, woman of the year, which is like, I mean, I used Six to do the joke where it's like, I don't know, bare minimum requirement to be woman of the year should be that you have to be a woman for a year. Like, <laughs> bruh, it's been three weeks and you're already the woman yep. of the year. And I mean, he beat out somebody that had cancer. And motherfucker, like amputee, and, and, and types of other Yeah, amputee, someone who had cancer. And it's just like, that's disrespectful. That's it's white fun. male privilege to be able to cut that line and instantly be the best woman in 10 days and get on the covers of every magazine. Now, granted, he also has some celebrity from his past or whatever, you know, his, her past, whatever people like to say. I'm really not into semantics. Uh, <laughs> But the funny part about it all was, and I mean, also the, to me, and this was my big thing, was like, I'm bad with names. Once you introduce yourself and I learn your name, it don't have nothing to do with trans or LGBT for me. Once I learn your name, that's your name. It takes me weeks. Uh, Puff Daddy. Mm-hmm. I ain't called him Diddy yet. You know why? I learned Puff Daddy. Early 90s. That's your name now. (laughs) He didn't have a religious reason or nothing. Like, Ali had a reason. But even with Ali, people who grew up and and saw him as Cassius Clay. Right. Who knew, who were already grown. (laughs) Said, look, I ain't got time to be learning no names. And that's what it is more than anything. It's like, I don't have time. time. (laughs) It's like, you can barely remember the motherfuckers you beat on a daily basis. It's like, Uh nah. I knew a girl that stripped. Her name was Passion. <laughs> I still call her Passion. She ain't stripped in over 10 years. <laughs> and she's like, you can call me Precious. I'm like, no, Passion. That sounds like a stripper name, too. She yeah. could have just went in there with Precious <laughs> and made the same amount you know, of money. You didn't want to go by your government name. <laughs> Nigga, is that really a government? I never which, understood that name. Which, by the way, Precious ruined Precious. Yeah, that's true, Used too. to be some pretty Preciouses yeah, out here on imagine the streets. Them, imagine them uh, fucking, imagine them introducing her on stage and everybody gets up to take a piss. Mm-hmm. They go, oh, they're going to bring this fat bitch out. <laughs> right. Precious ruin precious. But yeah, the funny thing was watching Caitlyn Jenner and everybody respecting and then finding out she voted for Trump and then people being like, well, fuck you. And it's like, is that all it took? Still a white, still is a white man. Is that all it that? took? That's why y'all shouldn't make people heroes so fast, you know? And I'm not even 100% on the side of just because you voted for Trump, you're a bad person. But I just thought it was funny watching them all cry once they found out that because it's like well yeah stop making people heroes so quick mm-hmm. but nah I love this Chappelle special uh, the joke about the trans and then the Chinese where he was yeah. like, that was, which that was I always thought was funny because they split the difference on uh, Caitlyn Jenner and Rachel Dolezal which I'm like look if I am going to respect one person's feelings then I have to respect the others right and people were like nah you can't do that blah 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 and I'm like look I'm an all or nothing person 
So either we gonna respect that and Rachel Dolezal's also black, or we gonna call that man Bruce, and that's just that. And people were like, "What?" And I'm like, "Catch yeah, up to true. me. I'm ahead of y'all." If yeah. if somebody can say that, I, uh, I had a, I had a debate with with someone. I talked about this shit. I was like, um, "Fucking." With the whole Rachel Dolezal thing, and when it comes to like gender, I said we're living in a time where gender used to be clear. You know what I mean? Male and female was clear. Now it's transgender. When yeah. I was growing up, it was transvestites. If you was a woman, and you oh be yeah, a guy, that you was the word we got rid of. Transvestite. That's what you were. Or crossdresser. <laughs> you were crossdresser if you still had your dick. Like right. <laughs> you were a dude, but you just dressed like a woman. Now, because now with the whole thing with, with that, that's unclear in this new day and age. Yeah. Now going forward, I believe that, and this is some shit that is just my conspiracy. I believe that because the whole talk about reparations and all this shit, I said we're not black people are not going to get reparations unless white people can get some money from it. A hundred percent. And I said the way they're going to get money from it is through those fucking twenty three and me's. Uh, they're gonna be able to have percentages of sub-Saharan Africa. I'm five percent, right? And, and I said, to... just like back in the day when you had the Native Americans, where there was the five-dollar Indians, yeah. and the white people trying to get paid in. to get on the registry to be identified as Native Americans, like right. like Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren. Warren. I who said, I'll, I'll vote for by yeah. the way. <laughs> You're gonna have two hundred-dollar niggas like, going forward. You're gonna have look, white people with Elizabeth, who fucking no, I hear I people. And then that's when reparations is going to start getting paid. Watch. I like that Elizabeth Warren, who might get my vote. So far, she's my front runner. Because she's down for student loan repayment and reparations. I'm like, wait till the check hit on the same day. I don't, I, don't, I, don't trust, I, don't trust no, I don't trust no policy. Nah, 100%. I don't trust any white person talking about reparations. I don't trust I don't, I don't trust it. I because feel like that lying to us. Reparations, if you've been a person who's socially conscious... For any amount of time before this period, yes. before Black Twitter, fucking reparations has always been a subject mm. that is like your favorite track on 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 your favorite track on a rap album that no one else plays but you. Yes, like like for me, DMX uh, crime story on his first album okay. is a track that's near and dear to my heart. Reparations is something that Hotep, so to speak, yes. has been talking about for ages. Because so, if they were going to give it to us, they would have been giving it, it to us. But instead, they keep but, making it the carrot that they dangle and every exactly. time they pull it back. Now, all of a sudden, it's a hotbed topic that they're bringing to Congress oh, yeah. and everyone's talking about. I don't trust it. Like, Anytime white people start talking about some shit that's out in the open like that, I'm, I don't trust I'm it. I'm glad it's Hillary's not- gone because she'd be somewhere t- talking about reparations and... Pulling Popeye's chicken sandwiches out, out her bag, bag yeah. which I love the conspiracy theories. By the way, the Popeye's chicken sandwich are like, yo, that's the new Tuskegee experiment. <laughs> they trying to make the black man sterile, brother. Stay woke. <laughs> Stay woke. The woke contest, which leads to like uh, the Jay Z arguments now, NFL. Kaepernick. How did you feel about uh, Kaepernick? Kaepernick. Well, I'm a Niner fan. Right. And, um, like, I, and I talk about it on stage. I said, yo, I, I, I admit he was, a, he had started becoming a shitty quarterback. I got thrown out of all NFL uh, 49er groups. Right. When he was before the whole kneeling thing, <laughs> because I used to trash this nigga being our quarterback. He, it was no half nigga. Yeah, the half nigga. <laughs> it was like mulatto. When he played good, Yo, it was he, black he's people. Black, yeah. when, when he played bad, hey, let me remind everybody he's he mixed. Yeah. Okay. So he uh, 
like I would always trash him, dude. I was like, yo, y'all over here caping for this dude. He has all he had all of the yeah. the tools, but they said he wouldn't work hard. He wouldn't work hard at music. Uh, he would work hard in the gym, but he wouldn't study. The film. only thing I would say Montana, was Montana, that Harbaugh leaving, and that was kind of the beginning of the end. No, even with Harbaugh there, but I hear you. But even with I Harbaugh hear you because I was critical of his play as well, although. I definitely still support his right to kneel, and oh, I yeah, understood yeah. That, was, that that had was, nothing to do around. with the troops. As I always joke, like, yo, he's half black, I'm watching half these games. Now, it's going to be <laughs> the first half or the second half. Then I'm also had issues with his name, because I'm like, look, who historically has led us strong black names, Martin, Malcolm, uh, Asad mm-hmm. Shakur mm-hmm. and and Colin? <laughs> Colin. Like he sound like he gonna have to stop and get sunscreen <laughs> as before the march, you know. I don't know if you're supposed to have on sunscreen during the protest. And a nigga from Wisconsin. Yeah, from Wisconsin at that. Which yeah, he uh like I said, it left you feeling a little divided. Yo. But here was my big issue with his protest was mm-hmm. to me, two things. In order for a good protest, a you have to have some type of risk. Like, what are you gonna lose due to that thing still going on? And then B would have been, um, you know, it has to be directly correlated. And I felt like he was missing one of the two. Like everyone always compares it to uh, Mahmoud Abdul-Rauf. To no. Which even before, which is my deeper point, where people that. when they say that, I'll go, well, what about Abdul Raouf? And you still watch the NBA, so shut up, you're a hypocrite. Uh, MLK and the bus boycotts, where I'm like, they mm-hmm. rode those buses to go to work every day. Mm-hmm. They were being demeaned, you know. So pride was kind of the consequence for them, and that was what they were losing by having to sit at the back of the bus. And being treated as less than equal. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, you know, second-rate bathrooms and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. colored bathrooms and shit like that. And then people will be like, well, you know, Kaepernick, the NFL, that's like that. And I'm like, no, because you don't use the NFL. First off, name me 10 in NFL teams. Unless you were a season ticket holder, you're really not directly affecting anything. You're just watching something you never watched to begin with. It was too easy of a protest. Then on Kaepernick's part, I felt like this. They boycotted those buses because they rode them every morning, making them lose money. Mm-hmm. Kaepernick took a knee to draw attention to police brutality, which I support. But I go, attention was not the problem. It's not directly correlated. Even if they brought you back tomorrow, you could come out there on the... Yeah. All right, we back. We took a little break. Uh, we were talking about Kaepernick and how how it wasn't correlated, and that was my biggest issue with his protest. Was it to me? It didn't need attention. It was getting more than enough attention. Attention doesn't solve anything. So, like Ali, right? He protested the draft, which what he had to lose was his life if he went over there and fought for something he didn't believe in and was against his moral principle, Mm -hmm. you know, being that he was Muslim, Muslim, however people want to say it. And then you got to take somebody like, uh, what was my girl that snatched the flag in South Carolina? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bree Newsom, which I think she's a huge, like, 
that's the most brave thing I've ever seen, you know, because they were doing petitions all throughout the 90s to get rid of the Confederate flag. And South Carolina was the last person still flying the Confederate flag outside their courthouse. And it's like, yo, you know, you think you could take that down? You lost the war. It's been 100 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, Bree Newsom woke up one morning and said, fuck it. Yeah. Climbed the flagpole, snatched it the fuck down. She had to go to jail for that. But then five days later or so, a week or two later, they took the Confederate flag down. And it's like, how many petitions have been signed and politicians have come and had meetings about that? And one black woman woke up one morning and said, I'm tired of this shit. Climbed the pole, took it the fuck down, and now it's gone. So I just felt like the action has to be directly correlated. To me, I was saying, you know, Kaepernick taking a knee is not going to stop police from killing black men me not watching the nfl the nfl never killed no black men so what not directly what do you want from this well exactly (laughs) it do kill black men i mean you know you were gonna die anyway at least you died in a mansion yeah you know now you had the cte you had the cte but you know it is what it is yeah i uh i supported his his movement i think that it was important because the NFL make a lot of money off of black bodies. All right. Right. Very similar to the the prison industrial complex. Very similar to the court system. Very similar nah, because nobody in the prison industrial complex got a mansion. No, what I'm saying, but they still make but no, money you're right. off the I, I agree, you know but I'm just saying, saying a they, little they, different. Yeah, but they still make money off of them. In the long run, yeah. The, the, those guys... I, I had a tweet that I put out that I said I thought that the NFL would be the first ones to be against uh, police brutality. I said because it is the plug, it is the plug that drains your talent pool. That's like they're, true. They're shooting niggas in the hood yeah. all the time. That is a potential first like, line draft pick. See what he runs. Yeah, first, yeah see, right? oh, he running the full four. Yeah, yeah, don't shoot don't him. Don't shoot him. Look, he run pretty fast. Mm. And then Jerry Jones steps in like, oh, yeah, like you feel like the GM would yeah. be involved. Like yeah, that. exactly. Now, now when he got away from you. How, How fast, fast was, he was he running? Yeah, so it's like you would think that they would be, but they're not. So my story? thing is for him to step up and go, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring attention to this, or I'm not standing for the, the national anthem, whatever. I believe that that was a brave stance, and I think that other athletes should have done it with yes him at the very time and it's that he did it, but they didn't. They should have been it. all or nothing. It should have been to everybody me. together, and yeah. that's an issue that which I loved. By the way, the Texans owner, I forgot his name. Oh, the guy that died. Um, But he died. Bob McNair McNair had came out and said, you know, that they should be kneeling, that they should stand. And then like six months later, he died. And it's like, how you going to get mad at me for taking a knee and you take a back? (laughs) (laughs) Like, nah, dog, you don't get to do that. Then Which, he said it, it's like the inmates running the prison. Yeah, it's if like the inmates running the asylum. Look, that's how the motherfuckers really. No, that's you know 100%. What I mean? My thing is like just same thing like with the uh, Donald Sterling situation. Yeah. I believe the Clippers should have boycotted that game. You kind of got to. When he said that shit, it was the middle of the playoffs. Right. When Donald Sterling got outed. Instead of them not playing the game, which is what they should have did, because you have all these black men yes. who make these places money. What did they do? They Where, turned their they, jerseys they turned their inside, inside out. out, wore black or something. Then took they didn't wear nothing at yeah. their Clippers. Then they took it off, put it in the middle of the court, but and played the game. I'm glad you so brought like, that up. Nah, because man, like, I'm glad you brought that up because the NFL versus the NBA, which the whole joke is NFL stands for nigga for life, but. 
which not, OJ not, found not out. Long, not for long, a nigga for life. And OJ found that out the hard way. <laughs> and if we're being honest about the NBA, the the N ain't stood for national in a long damn time. Mm-hmm. That is the Nigger Basketball Association. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, the difference between the two leagues and one being a player league and guaranteed contracts mm-hmm. where. Which, you know, shouts out to Kaepernick for that. That was very brave on a non-guaranteed contract. Because NBA, if LeBron and them started taking these, hey, you got the, that to look forward to for the next six years. But that's what I'm saying. And, and that was why I thought the protest shouldn't have went. Because I'm all for niggas getting paid, man. Get your money. because And I thought the if either everybody or nobody do it, A. And then B... Even if the older players were to say, we're on our way out anyway. Mm-hmm. You young boys don't do that. Five years or less, get your money, stay on the roster. We're going to take these knees and show solidarity for that cause. Mm-hmm. Although, again, my main cause, problem with it was 10, 10 million of us could go out on Sunday and take a knee. But that's not going to stop uh, Officer Panaleo from choking out Eric Gardner. Mm-hmm. Which you know recently. I mean, but you, you, the same thing can be said about uh, uh, John Carlos and and Tom. What's my man name? I mean, yeah, John Tommy. Tommy uh, uh, oh man, we forgetting their name, brother. Tommy, we gonna have to. Uh, we gonna damn. lose some points on our or, black uh, card. Fuck it. But you, you know, know decline that African American Express. And, Don't worry we, about. We it. know the first name. Don't worry Tommy about and, it, and John Carlos. I, at the Olympics, yes, people can say that them by them taking their shoes off and raising a black a black fist. It didn't mean nothing. It meant a lot. But that was one event. That was one event. But his his thing was one too. He was trying to do this for an entire season, and then it's like, what are people supposed to do? Keep hiring you? But at the same, but at the same time, all right. But I look at it too, like look at all the other bullshit causes that the NFL promotes. That no, I hear the, you. The, the, the something for the troops. The domestic the violence. Domestic violence, which all their players whoop all their women's ass. Which they're you just like fuck. comedians when we get in trouble. Yo, give it up for the ladies. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got fucking the cancer. Clap for the troops. The cancer. The, you got the, the breast cancer. No, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. All that is Man, All these causes. Where all those causes, all they do is pay the NFL for it to be promoted. No, I get Whereas it. Whereas it's black bodies who I, actually push this I, product I, I, forward. I get it. And then so which, it's like, all right, at some point, you got... I understand that the, the NFL doesn't directly affect uh, uh, police brutality and stuff like right. that. Right. However... It do it, it, you know what no, I, mean? I, 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 I get you what, what I mean? you're saying, but I'm also saying I need the direct correlation. I need for you to take a knee. I need I need it for Ali to protest the draft. Then about two or three years later, they got rid of the draft. Bree Newsom taking down the flag. Then about two weeks later, they say, "All right, let's take that flag down." What kind of, that's so I needed. But that's kind of what, what you're doing to be able to say, but nothing's going to stop Officer but, Pantaleo from being racist. But that's kind of what actually ended up happening by the NFL um, um, donating towards social justice initiatives or inner They were going to do that anyway, and they've always done that. Mm, but nah, they've, they, usually, they usually always deal with the areas directly around the, uh, the stadium and the training facility. I, I, Not I mean, really where they get the talent from. I hear you, but here's the next point I wanted to say. Was him doing that, like I said, wasn't going to change them. And then also the major, like, uh, the major uh, conflict of interest or what? what's the word I'm looking for? 
contradiction to the whole, well, let's not watch the NFL protest mm -hmm. to me was, but those are black players out there playing and not just them. You can go to the stadium, to the guy that's selling the popcorn, to the guy that's parking the cars. Like those are minorities usually, you know, and I'm from, I grew up, you know, in between Indianapolis and Valdosta, Georgia, and Lowndes County football. Like, that's the big thing down there. You got this guy that's a third-round draft pick out of, you know, little southeast Missouri State, and he is playing, and you're going to tell him from that small county and them 2,000 people not to watch him? That's to me, like, Nah, football's religion to people. So yeah. I always saw it as a conflict of interest and in it being somewhat contradictory. It's like, nah, it's a lot of black players out there. So I had to support it. But now you got Jay-Z stepping in, to which I thought, this is what's wrong with us. Like, why can't we just support Jay-Z stepping in and say, all right, we don't know what you're going to do per se. But to me, it was always kind of a half-ass protest anyway. So I felt like let's get back in yeah, there. And then right. even when you had last year, you had Meek Mill and Cardi B do a pre-Super Bowl party. But we're not going to do the Super Bowl. And it's like, can and we it, stop wait, dancing it, around it, 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 this? After was any party with Robert Kraft or something? Yeah, like Robert Kraft is there dancing. And I guess that was after he had his rub and tug. <laughs> so it's just like. I don't know. I just didn't feel. I wasn't feeling Jay-Z kind of. I, I kind of told people that I believe that. Jay Z, he's a capitalist and he's an yes, opportunist. Definitely. And it's, the thing is, he's that president is on gonna, the first album. He's gonna make money off this, off this social justice woke culture now because it's what's profitable. He's but gonna I, make money off this. But don't so, you feel like he was always that the brother on he, his first album? And I'm not disagreeing with you. He is a capitalist. But again, Dead Presidents is on the first album. Mm -hmm. The first track. Is uh, what is it? Uh, reasonable doubt, and he says, <laughs> "All us blacks got is sports and entertainment." Mm -hmm. So, you no, know, sitting so we even. I, at the same time, I grew up with Jay Z not being socially conscious at all because and his, him saying, but he was. Saying, no, 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 I just no, no, told no, no. you, no, 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 the no, first. No, that could be a album. But what I'm saying, the first album, first verse, or whatever. What I'm saying is, I grew up in an era. I don't know. I have a I have a weird relationship, love hate kind of relationship. Yeah, because with him. it's like I grew up when I was in high school. You had the whole the underground backpacking mm -hmm. conscious, which was woke before woke hip hop artists who was just say Rockets Records, Rockets Records, Rockets <laughs> Records. Okay, player before yeah, you got yeah. you know the Roots, Common, Erica Badu, all yeah. of these mother the neo soul neo niggas, soul movement, that all of that. And then you had Jay Z, and they were battling. But you know and what? And Jay and Jay even said in one of his records, he said, he said, "Truth be told, lyric sold." He said, "I probably be lyrically Talib Kweli." You know I what I mean? Rhyme like, like common, common sense, sense, but I did five mean, mil. I ain't, I ain't been rhyming like, like common sense. sense. The double, so, the double entendre, right? Which I love. So, but this is what was always great about Jay Z. Categorically, he kind of. Uh, Never really fit. I would say he transcended because to me, there's a bad level of you know don't have any particular category. Like I'll say a player, like eh, let's say uh shit, who could we say? 
just a certain player, like, uh, you remember, like, point guards, like, if you were smaller, right, and you were scoring kind of guard, like, uh, remember DeWan Wagner? Yes. Shoot you from Jersey. Yeah, Hell yeah, yeah you yeah, remember yeah. DeWan Wagner. That once he got to the NBA, got sick. I think he had scored 100 points in high school. In high school, yeah. And yeah. then came to the league, and it was like, well, what are you? Are you a one or a two? Yeah. And then there's people who transcend the category. Somebody like, uh, I don't know. Isaiah Thomas. Steph. Well, no, because he was clearly the size of a point guard, point but I'm guard, saying, Someone like a Dwayne Wade, or, oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or like you said, Steph Curry, or Steph Curry, that you could say, well, he shoots good enough to be a two, two but he's yeah. a size Alan of one. Was like, he yeah. also right transcending the category as opposed to not having one. And right. backpackers always gave Jay credit because even look at Tyler Kwali, he's on the remix to Get By. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture me working McDonald's. That's him, but. Dude, to me, always has been conscious. And I think he's even one of them Chappelle-like where he's ahead of people. And people are listening to the bitch in the whole rhyme. I think him, I, and I believe him and Trump are two sides of the same coin. Where, no, I mean... Yeah. I think Trump is a Trump is a guy who, he, he, he he's, a, he's a capitalist to his heart, just like Jay. And right now, what Trump is doing is that he's exploiting a fan base... He's, he exploited a movement and a fan base yeah. and gave them what they wanted to get where he wanted to go. Jay was never a part of a socially conscious... But I felt nothing. like he was, if you listen to him. He basically rapped about mandatory minimums for his whole career. Yeah. And then you got him, uh, just some of the things he's done, man. In 99, when he boycotted the rap Grammys to say... And he won the Grammy that year to he's say, not y'all not televising us. Why is that? So to me, and Trayvon Martin. But he wasn't the first when, to do that. No, 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 no. I didn't say he was he first. Was I never said he was first. He's they, straw man arguing now. Nah. <laughs> I never said he was first. But just respect that he did uh, that. He did do that for us, for the culture. That was in 99. <laughs> we, we talking 20 years I later That was for him He won He could have showed up And won And showed all his teeth Like a lot of these niggas Be doing But he didn't He said yo For the culture I'm overcharging niggas For what they doing To the cold crust Come on man That was him Look I, This is when I gained All respect for the brother Man listen Zimmerman When Zimmerman got off mm-hmm. He came to I think it was in Brooklyn One of the marches a protest, whatever you would call it, when Zimmerman got off for killing Trayvon. Him and Beyonce showed up, bro. I didn't go to that. I had to go to work. (laughs) (laughs) So I think a lot of the people that come at him, it's like, yeah, he's going to make a few million, but you wouldn't miss, you only make $90 in a day. You wouldn't miss that day of work for the struggle. Uh, so don't, so don't I, place I don't think, that pressure on him. I don't know, man. I just think I feel like his it, energy's it feels, consistent. The Khalif Browder it, documentary. It feels. I don't fault people for I capitalism. Like, like I don't. No, no, no. I don't fault, but I, I don't feel like it's insane. It's a lot of niggas like, like now, with this whole shit being cool. Like I said, I remember when the shit wasn't. I do cool. hate so that. It's cool. It wasn't. Hate that when it, cool. it wasn't cool to be that. I'll and say I that. remember. Back then, he it, it wasn't I it knew. wasn't the Rockefeller niggas. It wasn't them. It, but but it what like I it, said, he always was, transcended. Yeah, categories. It really wasn't for me. Like I, it really wasn't. And I it think was, people always try to slide into that category. Speaking of the conscious and the raucous and all that, I'm a, I'm gonna throw this at you real quick and see what you think of this because I think this is funny for the ladies in particular. Take a '99 Jay Z and mm-hmm. take a '99 Common. Mm-hmm. And if I told you, like, yo, one of these dudes is going to be happily married, 
very publicly, <laughs> and the other dude is gonna be just smashing random famous chicks. <laughs> Which you dude would thought, you have yeah, picked? You'd have never thought it was gonna be Jay Z. You'd have been like, oh, the big pimping dude. Oh, he's most definitely still out here smashing the ladies. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, high yeah. profile ladies. That's funny. But really, it's common, and everyone was like, he's got the green eyes, girl. And he's fucking wearing the crochet pants. Yeah, this motherfucker went to therapy. And this now. motherfucker, he yeah, he I say that. He didn't hand it in his nuts. If y'all, if, 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 <laughs> if, if right, he's in therapy and Jay's uh, out here doing he work writing, for bro. the community. I just listened to his new album. That shit's soft as fuck. I'm I like, gotta listen to it, yeah. It's soft as shit. He went right I, back to... I love... He, he's, got that, he's got that vibe when he was uh, fucking around with Erica, man. I love like, Common and B. B is classic. B? Prime yeah. Kanye on the beats and Prime Common coming back to the game and having something yeah. to prove. Uh, his favorite, uh, my, the, my, my favorite album is always uh, B, uh, Resurrection. Resurrection is a good one. All of those are uh, classic. One that all made sense. That's, I, I used that's to love her, which is just like, wow. Dude, this, it, this metaphor bro, that he so, opened up. There's so many metaphors in, in Resurrection that I still listen to this to this day and I, and I finally catch some of them. Yeah. And I'm like, God, the, yeah. all the metaphors are similar. That's the type of MC he used to be. What people give Lupe credit for being, yeah. that was like really what Common was. But I don't up. think, I don't think you can, um, and this is just an overall view, I think you can impress people maybe once or twice and then from there, you kind of plateau because people's expectations of you and you even see that a little with Chappelle where it's like, he can't really impress you anymore. If he did, that would be tremendous. But mm-hmm. all he can do is maintain the bar. Maintain where he's The at. bar is already so high. And I think somebody said once they only comparing you to you, you're a legend. And it's not even a contest that's anymore. A good way to, that's a good way to look at shit. Where you're the bar and we don't even bring up. You know anybody else's album, but now nah, I love Common. And what did you mention that leads me to maybe our next topic? You mentioned Common. I used to love her, and there was something. Oh, you mentioned Lupe, which I got in an argument with somebody recently mm-hmm. about Rhapsody. Do you oh, listen to her? Yeah, I love Rhapsody. She's got the new album the new out, album and you fuck with fuck. it. She's yeah. dope. But this is what I was saying to somebody because they were having an argument about her, and I said two things can be true. She is great. She can rap her ass off. Mm-hmm. Her uh, verse on Complexion, which I thought she bodied Kendrick. Uh, I thought she bodied Kendrick Lamar on, what was it, To Pimp a Butterfly, the song Complexion. I think that verse is one of the most beautiful, the most beautiful verse I've ever heard in my fucking life. Like, mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need that feminine touch, bruh. And I feel like she just brought out all the colors, you know. Right. Uh, at the same time, I told somebody I do think she's a bit boring, and they were mad because they were like, and I'm like, both can be true. I'm not, Lupe was great. She's not Lupe heavily marketable. Was boring. Boring to listen to, or, or, or in terms of marketability, uh, she's not marketable because she don't put herself out there as a. They've done a better job with this album of marketing her. Yeah. But when she first, when they was first bringing her along, she wasn't very marketable. It was just she was Ross. She was a female who had skills. Yeah, she writes her own rhymes. She's not built in a lab like like Cardi B and fucking oh god and fucking Meg The Stallion. Which and I like all Cardi them, B. But all the, of them the, are the hype where it's just like but all of them you say a best female Grammy. 
but a dude wrote this stuff, yeah, and you can YouTube him performing the same songs who, uh, three years ago. Who was right before uh, Cardi? That that hit that Nicki. Nicki. I yeah, love Nicki. But all of them follow. But all of them follow are like clones of Little Kim. A little they, bit. They're all clones a of Little Kim. A little bit. I feel. All like. of them. Like, I think when, when I hear all of them with a little uh, what, what what's uh, I think girl name. The white girl, uh, Gwen Stefani, thrown in there oh, <laughs> a God. little bit. Yeah, don't so do Lil that. Kim with some Gwen Stefani. Don't do that. She's to great. To me, that's what I hear. Like, nah, I yeah. hear them. Yeah. It's like they be like new Meg Thee Stallion. I'm like, this sound like Cardi B. Uh, nah, I wouldn't even say Meg. For, me, I don't know. for you, mean, that means I wouldn't even say Meg because I've listened to a little bit of them. I mean, it's only so much you can listen to them because it's just like, yo. I, I'm not about to start twerking. <laughs> if I listen to another song, I'm gonna be in here twerking. But anyway, I don't know how they popularized a nigga being a simp. Like, <laughs> like you got strippers, <laughs> and now all of a sudden these motherfuckers are simps. Like, yeah, and they got me. mad like, at uh, Jermaine Dupree because everybody will say, "Well, you don't know what the fuck you' talking about if you commented on the female rappers." And then someone who clearly knows what the fuck he's talking about won the first rap female Grammy or whatever, mm-hmm. or the first female rapper to go platinum was the brat. Mm-hmm. Clearly knows what he's talking about, and still everybody went off the deep end. And he's like, "Nah, he does know what he's talking yeah. about." Where you said Lil Kim, and I'll even go deeper to say, I don't even think the young girls can see Lil Kim because she's more of our generation or back in the day. Right. They saw Nikki because a lot of them are named Barb, uh, Cash Doll, and yeah, Doll yeah, yeah. This and Doll That, and you're like, "Well, y'all clearly she was a Barbie, so you're clearly yeah. biting off her tree." I do think she's great, and I think she's like underrated, and nobody defends her. You see her, her out Nikki? here, yeah. You but, see but her she, out here wild, but, having to defend herself. But you see, but 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 see, but that is a but there, but it's a monster of her own making because the, the very disrespect that she's getting now is what she gave the Kim when I, she came out. Yeah, same uh, shit. Uh, uh, the, the whole the the like. Yes, and all of these minions you, came. Right. You're kind of right. They came and they were shitting on Lil Kim when because Lil Kim was calling Nikki out for her being the originator. But here's the, the thing: oh, I, I'm I the think it's up so now, to the elder to always squash that and to say, "Yeah, people are gonna say, but do your thing." It's always up to the elder. Nah, but she was shitting on. No, you're her right too. You're like, right. She was shitting on. You're Kim. right. But so I, Kim I, has to defend. I like, think I'm it's not done. up to the elder to always sit that person down and say, "Everyone's gonna say you're this, but but I fuck with you, and there's but no need. That, but, there's no but, need but, to but put me I, down but, to bring you but up. You know, you, but you know better than I do about show business. No, I hear you. You can have a conversation with legends. someone. I'm saying you can have a conversation with somebody privately. And then they can go out in public and do something totally different because they're trying to appease. Oh no 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 no! You're Kim, 100%, 100% so who's to say right. that Kim didn't to come me, to her and give her her credit? I, I'll give and you. And then she did that, and then it was like, oh, that's, the, what, that's what you're doing. So best, I have to defend myself. The best example of that I ever seen was a uh, Ti, mm. which I lived in Georgia, say late two, uh, early two thousand, you know, and niggas had Ti tapes. I went to high school in Georgia, and. Mm. T.I. was on the come up. He gets his first deal and his first album. He calls himself King of the South. Mm. And people went crazy. What in the fuck are you talking about? That's disrespectful to MJG and A-Ball. That's disrespectful to 3-6. That's disrespectful to UGK. It's disrespectful to Outkast. Mm. His first album completely flops. I mean, the label had him trying to do a bunch of experimentation and shit. Right. But... 
he held solid. I'm the king of the south. He would say that shit. And I do believe you speak shit into existence. They asked Bun B and all them, and they went, nah, we don't got no problem with what the young boy is doing. Keep doing it. Like, I don't need him not to say that to feel secure. That's why I say I always think it's up to the old head to kind of squash that and go, nah, she great in her own right. And yeah, it is a little bit off my tree, but that's what I'm here for, to inspire and to motivate people, you know, and for them to take just a small piece, you know. Don't Mm -hmm. take a large piece, but... Yeah, that shit's always funny, and you know it's always up to the old heads to me. But you brought up Meg the Stallion, which I'm gonna get into this next little topic. Uh, Hot girl summer, man. You for it? You with Fuck it? Fuck that. No. Fuck that. Why not? Because everything is look, man. <laughs> Every is is weird, man. It's like they women always need this thing, with a <laughs> fucking banner to. Fucking we You feel like they need a hashtag to be, Always Like it's you don't like, need a hashtag to be a hoe Just yo, go be thing, one just Go do what you They gotta announce And that's the difference Between our generation but, And their generation right. Where it's like No I'm all for you Hot girl and thotting Whatever verb you wanna use Hoeing yeah. Uh just but don't, uh, just don't, but don't act like you needed the hashtag don't, to don't, do it, right? And don't piss on me and tell me it's raining, like, yeah, <laughs> like if you right. do this, don't try to flip it to me like it's something else. Yeah, what the fuck yeah, you gonna do? Yeah. That's why I, I said the difference between God, uh, men and women. It's like we don't have to. We didn't need no just, hashtag. We've no. been out here holding. Yeah, exactly. But now we rolling that back. Black men don't cheat. I ain't with that shit, hashtag, man. Fuck hey, that. No, hey, don't no, no, squash no. the movement. No, man, fuck that, man. I will say this though. We you got, never get on a plane without an emergency we, shoot. We got, <laughs> <laughs> we got that. You need. We got power nah. coming on. We got uh-huh. power coming on, which I don't know if you watch. Do you? Uh, yeah, nah, 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 a little nah, bit. Nah. But I, here's the thing: black men don't cheat. You got the hashtag. We got to get rid of ghosts. That nigga got to die. <laughs> that nigga's openly cheating on his wife. Oh, and then everybody talk about ghosts, but spoiler. But hold his on, wife time is four time out. Deep. Time out. <laughs> but who started? She, no, she did by she did by fucking uh Mm-mm. playing with herself in the car. He started with the, no. He okay, did. but the, she, she did it first. She didn't she touch. Play, him. She played with her pussy yeah. in the car. She didn't with, touch oh, with the young boy. But she didn't touch. That him. was first. So she that means if she been doing that shit, there's no telling what she was doing before he ran into Angela. She, she didn't touch it's Angela, him, right? The Puerto yeah. Peter. She didn't touch him. Yeah, she didn't have to. But the thing is Listen. that you saw what she's capable Listen. of. I knew the brother she's, was gone. She's three to four. I knew deep. the brother was gone when uh, they said the latest All episode. Spoiler, spoiler alert, by the way, for the niggas that ain't got cable or or the app. Uh, Angela died. This nigga went home and told his wife the love of his life died. I said, brother, <laughs> what are you doing? Yo, she, she done got rented out. Which, by the way, times. speaking of hashtag black men don't cheat, uh, you know, Kevin Hart, uh, prayers up for Kevin Hart. Word you up. know, he's in this car accident, but he almost messed it up for us, too. He was like, brother, Kev, we you called him like, into the you, meeting. Did, did you Kev, you got to calm down out here, did, brother. Did, did you see what I put on my Facebook? Nah, I didn't. <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said more than his help. I said, I pray to God his side chick wasn't, wasn't driving that car. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I, and I was like, I said, uh, fucking Vanilla Sky taught me anything. Yeah. Is not have your side chick drive your yeah, car. Never do that. She 
she's supposed to ride and, and make sure she put the seat back to the proper height. Because well, that'll him, get you caught. Well, for him, he's the same height as the bitch. So. so all you rookie players out there that don't know, that car seat, boy, you better put it back to her exact specifications, brother. Don't be leaning it way back because your or side chick got me. long legs. <laughs> oh. Or cheat or with a chick that has the same measurements and specifications as, as, your, as your wifey. Yeah. Is, uh, <laughs> Or like if the, if it's real if it's real far back you just oh no nah, so and so my that's, boy so and so that's why I respect the, the old players more than us because we got our own line on the cell phone but the old player had one line and he had to you, yo you two rings and then you hang up and tell his other chick yo you four rings and hang up. <laughs> You ever watch the Jacksons? Yeah. One of the funniest moments in the Jacksons is uh, he gets caught cheating. Michael, uh, Joe Jackson uh-huh. gets caught cheating because she kept calling and hanging up. And it's just like, boy, these young boys don't even know. Old that's, players that's real. had to use that's that real, one man. line. <laughs> that's real. My man. daddy was using them lines. So, all right, it's two rings for you and three for her. But <laughs> Hot Girl Summer, which, by the way, the, the, the title is misleading. I thought it was a bunch of bitches that needed air conditioners. When I first saw it, <laughs> I was like, oh, we got to save these little girls with the green wigs. They ain't got no air conditioner. They got the box fans. Because if you go if you go twerk, you're going to need more than a box fan, you know. Box fans was. You don't need I'm that AC cool, to cool that thing off. It's crazy how AC is is so readily available and so accessible to people now. <laughs> we, like you got one right here. Well, we I sound, remember, boy. We sound old, boy. I remember before the flat screen TV, boy. We had yeah, the wide tube. We had the tube back. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> baby had back. But uh, yeah, I saw Hot Girl Summer. And I'm like, how is it? Hashtag Black Men Don't Cheat and Hot Girl Summer going on at the same, same time. <laughs> like, y'all do anything for that Popeye's chicken sandwich. But I seen the girls, I seen the girls, you know, they making the ice eaten. cream. Then they was on the gram and on Twitter sucking, sucking cucumbers. cucumbers. And I'm like, bruh, they do too much what is them. going on? And I was jealous of the cucumber because I'm saying... That cucumber ain't took you on no dates. <laughs> you, you want me to take you on dates. It can't be the Applebee's two for 20. Nah. Or nothing. But this cucumber, you just pull you it right out the work. fridge. You can't even get no work like that. Nah, and raw at that. Uh, yeah. And I'm just going, yo. Pesticides and all. Man. Come on. Right. <laughs> These girls going to have new infections. Cucumber infections. <laughs> It's how you got a vegetable STD. Got gums out this motherfucker. Yeah, but yeah, I was a little jealous. Like, damn, yeah. they just gotta start painting my person. dick green. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't have a Me Too movement and y'all sucking cucumbers and licking ice cream. What was that? I'm, I'm glad it's almost fall. Hot girl summer's over, so you know if you wasn't thotting this summer, it's damn near cuffing season and then now. And actually trying to like stick up for old girl. The one that, the that licked cream. the ice cream, and they said she the may or may jail. not get time. <laughs> I was like, put that bitch at the bottom of the jail. Uh, I mean, if you, you know don't lick some shit you bought, I'm good with it. She was from she, a little town in Texas to where I'm like, I'm sure there's nothing there to do. What oh, was yeah, worse yeah. than her was the copycats, where it's like, you're a grown man. Word. Where are you licking ice cream and putting it back? And then the difference between our generations was it's not that you're going to pull the prank, it's that. Yeah, we lick ice cream and put it back, but we didn't film the shit and upload it to the world. That's yeah, the dumb part. Yeah, You're committing a crime, shit. stupid. Yeah. 
that made me not want to have any ice cream for a while. I was like, yeah. fuck that ice cream. And then what's funny is it takes something like that to happen for motherfuckers to go, you know what, we should probably put a plastic film. But there was already one. And I think she pulled that back too. Did she? It was unprotected. It was wrong. It looked like she just popped it open. (laughs) Maybe. I don't even know. popped the motherfucker open and did it. But boy, I'm glad the summer is coming to a close. You know, it's damn near October. And yeah, this summer was wild. The cucumbers, the ice cream was getting all the love. You had hot girl summer going on with black men don't cheat. Which I love uh, Lil Duvall, by the way, on Instagram. Every, Every time... He see a girl do some inappropriate shit. He'd be like, y'all lost the point. <laughs> what <laughs> what is point. this? Like, it was a girl that had painted her body with Popeyes. Ass, titties, like body paint. And was twerking in front of a Popeyes. And it was just like, shorty, I love seeing your ass as much as the next man. But uh, Popeyes ain't paying you a dime for what you were doing. Yo, that whole Popeyes shit was embarrassing to me. <laughs> you, like, I used to have, always have... We as, I don't know, man, we as a people used to always have this internal clock or, or internal register that whenever we used to see some goofy fucking shit that niggas would do, you'd be like, yo, that set us back 10 years. That set us back 20 years. <laughs> yeah, this we, whole we need to bring that fiasco, back. my nigga, I was completely uh, embarrassed. I was like... It was good. I'm like, what the fuck? It was a good-ass sandwich Did for $4. Eat? I didn't eat, you know I what's didn't crazy? Eat, I, I had several before the whole before thing. the whole shit popped Did off. It ever taste but I'm that more good? of the fan of if you like some, probably don't tell everybody because then it's gonna be sold out right. and you're gonna have to fight people. And you saw the fights online oh too, where it's just like, oh god, are niggas really fighting over chicken? Get it like you tri- said, hey, a chicken sandwich. I'm like the two hypothetical things. The dude that jumped in the fucking jumped window. in the drive-through and they made his ass jump back out. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, they really ain't got they a chicken sandwich. Beat his ass. Like yeah. they smacked him in the face with the chicken sandwich he wanted and sent him back on the other side. Then the people in the car tried to get out and act tough after he'd already gotten beat up. Where it's like, well, that's what you get. And that's the thing. It's like, yo, y'all coming at people who is like, and this is the kind of shit that keep us divided. That's why we don't get nowhere because it's like, yo, you in the hood arguing with, you know, some young black girl on her summer job. She's 17 and sweating her ass off. And you're yelling at her over a piece of chicken. And then not only that, because that sets us back one step. But then what sets us back four steps is you're filming the shit and putting it online. And the Boondocks episode that they brought back out was the bird flu or the chicken flu, I think, episode. Whereas Mm -hmm. everyone was fighting over chicken and it was a shortage. And it just is like, what are we doing? Y'all can't be mad at Jay-Z and fighting for chicken chicken. online and twerking about this shit at the same time. While sucking a cucumber. (laughs) Which I'm all for the twerking, but let's, you know, let's not act like this is setting anything forward. (laughs) I'm for whatever you want to be, but let's not act like this is advancing any struggle. Yeah, it's a hodgepodge of shit, man. It's like, it's, it's not a cohesive movement of understanding because people are going where you... you there's nothing wrong with... Uh, I don't Which know. I'm this, always... This a whole we're not a monolith. Right. And I'm always disappointed by our behavior because it's true. We are not a monolith, right? right. But we also can't afford to behave like white people because that's what they'll bring up. Well, white women are feminists, so we should be feminists too. And it's like, no, oh. because we're a minority. Mm-hmm. We don't have the privilege to be divided. I had a, I had a, 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 a debate with a, a 
another comic, a female comedian who I'm real cool with, and we were going back and forth. She said something. I said, how are black women talking about fighting the patriarchy? Right. When we don't have the patriarchy. patriarchy. I You've said black women, think. black women have been running our communities for the last almost 40 years. Mm-hmm. I said, what fucking patriarchy are y'all fighting? 100%. White women are only annoying their men. They're not going to betray their position in society. And that's why they all voted so, for sir, Trump. To, all they want to do is all they want to do is have the white supremacy card and tell niggas what to do. They want to be able to tell us what to do cuz they can't never tell a man what to do. Someone White cooks, men are always going to be in control. Someone cooks the clan's dinner. Exactly. Someone cooks Trump's dinner. Mhm. You know, and you can keep it taking it out well, further. Like, Bill like, Bill Clinton that set off a lot of mass incarceration. Like, Who cooked his dinner? Yeah. And that's why I wouldn't vote for it, where it's like, yeah. no, you have a part in the patriarchy. Oh, yeah. And that was where Chappelle was great when he said, you were in on the heist. Yeah, you, you just, just didn't like, like your cut. cut. Yeah. Because they took uh, fucking affirmative action from us. They're the number one benefactors. Mm-hmm. So even when I hear white women yell about patriarchy, I'm going, go yell at your father. Right. Fuck are you yelling at me for? I don't got shit to do with that. Yeah, but they, what you, privilege I got other than the first to catch a cop you bullet? Have, you have male privilege. I'm like, get the fuck out my black face. male no black privilege. Man, where where on, a, on, on a basketball court? But, and not even then, because you still got racist. I, I get to be first pick. Yeah, fuck that. And even then, somehow Keith Van Horn wound up on the cover of a game. And I'm going, does he average 14 points per game? And he's on the cover of a video game. I know Kerry Kittles was like, what the fuck? It's a photo shoot film? Fucking uh, Eric Montross. Which I think we'll have to do the research, but I think Keith Van Horn might be the worst player to ever have gotten on a cover. What was he on, uh, NBA Live? Uh, I believe it was NBA Jam for uh, 64. Really? In like 99, 2000. It was a wild time. You but know? He, yeah, but they probably gave it to him after because he, he had a damn good career out of U, was it Utah. He had a good career, but was it good enough to be on the cover of a game? College, his college career, yeah. Yes, but, career. But, but again, was it good enough to be on the cover of a pro game? When you really go back and look at it, you're what like... What was that, his rookie year? It might have been like his junior, sophomore, uh, fresh. Uh, what are nah, we saying? Second or third year. Exactly. But they've always and you knew that. By in the NBA, they've always looked for a great white height. Always, you gotta have always. a great they've white height. Always look for that which, great white height. Which leads me to maybe our next subject. Right yeah. before we get off into the motherfucking fight night portion, uh, we going a little long here. We getting working out the kinks, getting the chemistry down. But uh, fucking. Talking about white hopes, and we talking about uh, players, which everybody made a big ruckus about Andrew Luck quitting. Oh, okay. And I'm from Indy, so it was a big deal to all my friends, him quitting or retiring That's your team? early. Indiana? That's yeah. the squad, That's the Colts. Okay. Uh, which I had to laugh because I said, you know he was great because people cared. Mm-hmm. When goddamn Jim Sorge quit, nobody cared. When mm-hmm. Ostertag retires, nobody cared. Right, right, right. <laughs> so you know he was great because people got mad, which mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Midwestern cities that just sends players into a funk. Barry Sanders in Detroit just was like, you know what? Fuck this shit, I'm out. Uh, Calvin, Johnson. Calvin Johnson, Megatron, just said, you know what? Fuck Man. this shit, I'm he, he out. He was on his way to being the greatest receiver ever. Yeah, he was good and, and just was like, fuck, fuck this shit, great. I'm done. Dominant, just. Which the only Lions fan I ever met was Axel Foley. Like, that's <laughs> that's the only person that publicly will say. I know one. I know one. I'm a Lions Jersey. fan because the Jersey Lions Lions. are just, but yeah. yeah. 
I, I was listening to some sports talk radio and they were talking about it. And I hate that he quit because, of course, he's in our age group or my age group of millennials, 29. So the bigger conversation became millennials and how they don't have no heart. And, you know, I'm reading this shit like, how are y'all typing this shit from a typewriter? And <laughs> uploading it to Twitter like, you old motherfuckers got to quit. Like, y'all have had plenty of people that quit. It just wasn't the social media ever. Right. Y'all had a fucking president that quit a while ago. So, fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that, the larger conversation was that. And, like, you know, Andrew Luck quitting in his prime. Which I, I felt like for the city of Indianapolis, the way they played Peyton Manning. Which, yeah, it's like, knows, yeah. the dude had a press conference after the neck injury. And was like, yeah, I, I came to work out. And the doors were locked. Like, the locks had been changed. And he looked like he wanted to cry. And I thought for what he'd done for the city for as long as he'd done it, mm-hmm. dog, he'd go feed the homeless. He'd go fucking play with the sick children. He didn't have to do none of that shit. Mm-hmm. Never had no scandals. As long as he was in See, Indianapolis. See, I didn't know that about, I didn't know that about them locking the And I thought it was some foul shit. And then we brought in the new boy and was like, he's going to do this and he's going to do mm-hmm. that. Which, by the way, Peyton came back from the neck injury with got with John Elway and the rest is history. Two right. Super Bowls. Got smacked the first one by the goddamn Seahawks. I missed the Legion of Boom, by the way. Uh, Richard yeah. Sherman. I'm, I'm a Niners fan, so but I still uh, like the, oh, I still like the team. I like, they I like were the great Earl yeah. Thomas. All I like that. that energy. Uh, you know why I'm here. <laughs> Marshawn oh, yeah, Lynch. The whole, the whole team filled with black oh, joy, joy. Just carried, <laughs> it was just, just black, a, a whole bunch of black men. Who just went to war. Characters. Richard Sherman, Marshawn Lynch. Cam Chancellor. And then Russell Wilson, who he done got cornrowed by Sierra. It's going to be a whole new NFL season. And RG3 got a shape up. I said, oh, God. What is about to happen this year? Which which was, I thought the funny part, RG3 still playing Andrew Luck. Like, fuck this shit. I'm out. (laughs) Well, with the whole thing with Andrew Luck, and uh, this is my theory of it. I believe Andrew Luck, and what they're not saying is that, I, and it's just my conspiracy brain, is I think he got hooked on opioids. That's Damn. what I think. For four wild. years of on and off injury, yeah. and for him to continue playing, he'd have to keep taking those drugs. Yeah. And he probably got fucked up, and he said, listen, in order, if I don't stop playing football, I'm going to get, he probably going to get hooked. Yeah. Because my thing is, the, the thing that's weird about all this coverage, because I watch the coverage of the NFL more than I watch the games now. Right. I, 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 I never watch like the, the coverage. I hate like, it. I, I, I watch, like, you know, the injury reports and all yeah. that stuff. And, and the way things is coming out of Indianapolis and the way that they're reporting on this and the way that they're building this dude up, like, they're always about his character. And he's such a great guy. Mm. And he's always this and that. I've never seen that about any other player, and, we, and you know how, and you know how humble Barry Sanders was. Right. You know how humble uh, uh, Calvin Johnson was, and mm-hmm. he left the game quietly. Yeah. And no one ever harped on about this, and you know the way they are about Andrew Luck, and he leaves, and I'm like, there's something off about this because everybody gets injured in the NFL. Everybody. Uh, I'll tell everybody you. Everybody always has to deal bring, with injuries. You bring up a good point, and I'm like, what I thought was in particular real <clears throat> off about his was, and I mean, this might just be the technology, and also this is why the old men were shitting on us because it's like mm-hmm. mid game. You ever see somebody announce they retired? Oh, that's old boy. You talking about in Buffalo? You talking about old boy in Buffalo? No, look. No, but I'm saying, but the the dude, remember the dude in Buffalo? He did. He yo. This he high came profile. Off the, 
Yeah. He can't, at least came off the no, field. No, but that, that, that motherfucking shit was high profile, too. He played the first half. It was um. Vontae I, I, Davis. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Vontae about, Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't remember the specifics of it. It was Vontae Davis. And the reason he I say. He played the first half. Came the second the half. He quit the second. He said he's done playing football. He retired at halftime. Mm-hmm. That happened um, last season. Right. Nigga showed yo. up to work and said, you know what? I thought he I could take no this more. fuck He's like, yo, shit. I'm out here with killers. This game is moving too I'm, fast. I'm and he out. said, I'm out. People trashed him for the that. The reason I say high profile is just quarterback yeah, being, right, right, right. you know, the highest paid and player was, in the team. And he was also a chosen one. But I hear you. Yeah. But like I said, I don't think nothing that high profile where it would have been one thing to have a press conference the next day. Mid-game, the stadium went, what? <laughs> they looking at their cell phones like. Oh, I didn't know that the, the, the press conference yeah. happened in the middle of the No, the, it wasn't uh, even a press conference. So that's conference. why they booed. They leaked it. Oh, and then everyone mid-game. looked at their phones and said, Andrew Luck retires so, so they in the second quarter. Yeah. So, so <laughs> and then you saw him standing on the sidelines and started booing him. Because oh. it's like, and you seen people take their jerseys off and it's just like, whoo. That is some nigga shit right there. You quit in the middle of the shift. <laughs> you on the clock, motherfucker. You supposed to wait till you clock out and then say. So, yeah, that was more the thing that I think people were trashing us for. And then they made it a broad thing, you know, brought in LeBron. Yo, dude, LeBron and then KD and then, oh, well, you know. The millennials, instead of working for Google, because that's a lot of pressure, they'd rather go work for a startup, you know, yeah, where it's yeah. less money but less pressure because millennials don't like the pressure. And I'm just like, man, fuck you. Stop bringing this shit up. Y'all had people quit, too. Yeah, but you also had examples of people enduring. Like, look, like, like I saw fucking Dan Marino play with no motherfucking knees. Yeah, with yeah, two knee braces. Yeah. And he fucking stood in that pocket. Also less pressure. You know what I'm saying? So you could go get drunk after and then come play. Yo, fucking Brett Favre. Look, and there Brett, wasn't no camera Brett Favre, in he got hooked on painkillers. Yeah. But the motherfucker played a thousand. There wasn't no, yeah, press. Man, and the motherfucker that they got rid of him for, then it broke his neck. And came Did back Did break his play. neck, had spinal fusion surgery. But came see. Came back and played. There's a, probably was on steroids, but they ain't going to keep side, that fucking. There's a side <laughs> but, of the game. That I do feel like is unfair to athletes. Like, uh, you fuck with basketball, right? Yeah. OJ Mayo. Yeah. That he was on Sports Center on ESPN when he was like twelve, mm-hmm. and I mean he must have been sixth or seventh grade playing varsity basketball, and I mean he's saucing grown. I mean kids, older, yeah. kids, older kids on varsity as a middle schooler on ESPN. Right. And, you know, if you follow his career, did one year at USC, mm-hmm. went right to the Came draft, and was a decent player. Mm-hmm. He, wasn't, he wasn't what they thought he was going to be the next LeBron, whatever, whoop-de-wop. But the motherfucker was decent. And then the drug felt the drug test mm-hmm. and got put out of the league. And, you know, when it's a certain substance, they never will say what it was, you know, mm-hmm. this nigga was snorting anthrax or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but there was one side that goes, you know, you dumb druggy, and then there's another side of me that's human that goes, man, when you've been in that pipeline of sports since you were like 10, you weren't allowed to get off it, you know, and you never got to be human and say, I want to go smoke weed for a whole semester and see what that do, you know, and experiment. And I think in this era of mental health where everybody's going to claim to be so conscious of mental health until 
it contradicts something that they enjoy, then it's all of a sudden, oh, no, hell no, we can't do that. Even with, like, I mean, I hate to throw this in there because it's heavy, but like somebody like Michael Jackson, then it's like, if you can say a mass shooter, you know. And mental health or whatever. Had like, mental health issues and feel sorry for Well, what for about, him. Like, like, people brought up the, 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 the thing about and Hold on, R. I want to say this real quick. Oh. And, yeah, R. Kelly, too. Not saying anything they did is okay. I'm not saying it's okay to pedophile if you got mental health issues. I'm just saying if you're going to bring up that every time someone shoots some shit up, then someone like an OJ Mayo that you do have to say, like I said, you just never had time to be a person. And we remember Ricky Williams (laughs) because he was great. And he said, yo, I want to go get high. But he also had, but Ricky Williams also had, uh, what was it? He had social anxiety. Well, again, mental health issues. And that's why I say sometimes with the black athlete and with athletes, period, they don't got to be black. Even Andrew Luck or OJ Mayo. Mm -hmm. Shit, Tyreek Evans just got suspended, which fucks up my team. Really? Yeah, because it's like, damn, that's a former rookie of the year. But I also stepped back and said, man, you never had time to be high for a whole semester you know you're in the pipeline of sports everybody telling you go get that million dollars so once you lot, get it it's a lot more pressure for black athletes than it is yeah most uh white athletes who come from like, you gotta look at where you play class. you send a nigga like mayo to milwaukee hell yeah, yeah i'm out here getting high <laughs> ain't shit to do send a nigga <laughs> like tyreek evans to sacramento and then back to indiana Man, I got to smoke then, some weed. Then he also, then he also play in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, right? I got to sip some lean. I'm out here fucking with goddamn Bun B and motherfucking Juvenile what, for All-Star Weekend. Hell yeah, I'm sipping some lean. But yeah, it's just that level of like, yo, get him a little bit of space to be humans and yeah, because you're, you're every, waking, you're and every it, waking moment is accounted for as an athlete. And even with we, well, and the whole family is counting on you because they going, motherfucker, I need a new this, I need a new that. Right, right. That's Get a lot your of ass out there and play. I can, agree with, I can agree with that to a degree, but fuck, I mean, yeah, this also, whole part of me is, but also part of me is like, man, fuck. That you walk the straight now and get your fucking get money. Get that brand as long as you can get Because you're going to have to do that. Regardless of what job you have, even if you wasn't an athlete, not, regardless, not regardless of what job, but like what I'm saying, job I'd have made twenty million no, for the no, last what I'm eight years. Is, is that if you if you was a regular motherfucker out here, my you job have is smoking weed, nigga, <laughs> <laughs> and I hired myself. <laughs> but nah, uh, there is a side of me that says. Uh, Exactly what you saying, the black side that like come from the poverty that says, yeah, that like motherfucker, you better get out there and get your money. You Andrew Luck, that's white privilege. You don't think Derrick Rose needs hurt, but he from the projects. And Mama Rose said, nigga, you can't come back to my house. I bet you better get out Andrew there and get Luck, your money. Andrew Luck is benefiting from quarterback privilege. Which Cause, even because a motherfucking offensive lineman can't do. What yeah, he well, a no one cared. Be, uh, be like who? A, a running back. You know what I'm saying a yeah, running back, yeah. a fucking wide receiver. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, nah, hundred percent. They can't do what he did because a lot of their money is is, is and, guaranteed. Yeah. a lot more money of, of their money. Is and that was so the conversation the old guys were having, where it's just like they can't even touch you. 
Yes, it's easier. We were game. getting mangled. What are you even look, talking look, about? Look, I'm a Niner fan. Hey, that's how see, you're breaking all the records. I, I used to see Joe Montana get fucking yeah, annihilated. Get mangled and he's had sick, to get back up there. He was six foot nothing, 190 pounds. Which is crazy. And he used to get killed. Because people feel sorry for them. But I remember, I, I'm trying to remember which Jets player called in and I was listening. And they said, he was like, yo, I could barely move with my right hand. Like, my fingers are gnarled. You can see that if... Mm-hmm. And they said, let's ask you one question. Would you do it all over again? And that Fuck motherfucker yeah. said, you damn right. And I said, ah, because that's the thing people miss. Yeah. Like, you're going to advocate for somebody that's not advocating for themselves. And mm-hmm. they're going to say, yeah, I can barely move my knuckles, but I'm in a nice apartment, motherfucker. And then that's the question. I I have to That's answer where it's like, Phil, would you rather have memory loss or would you rather be in a mansion? And it's like, uh, I'd rather have the memory loss in the mansion because you're going to probably get the memory loss any goddamn way. <laughs> At least you're like, wait, whose mansion is this? Because <laughs> you're in a studio and remember everything. Like, goddamn, I'm you, a trip. You know all the moves that got you to that exact I'm point. trapped in this one room, but my this memory studio. is good than a motherfucker that I'm broke. I don't want to remember not being broke. I'd rather be rich and not remember which Ferrari I got out of. But same thing, like you said, I I remember hearing the Hall of Famer say exactly the same thing. They're warriors, man. Yo, man, yeah, and that's part of where the game it was it was it was more for glory than it was for commerce. Now right. it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's where these guys are going, I'm gonna make as much money as I want and the game is a lot safer now. Yeah. And they're the going, pensions, I'm gonna make as much you know, money as I can in a short amount of time. If there was a if there and, was a and this is another hold thing. On. I'm gonna tie this back to that just yeah. and this is heavy again. But where even with the feminist movement we were talking about where you'll have these women try to speak for other women. Oh, we don't make enough, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, she don't want to make enough. She going, I'm fine mm-hmm. because I look good and he's taking care, care of, of me. me. Yeah. And I choose to work less mm-hmm. so I can support my family. So why are you speaking for me? Right. And that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, you get that in that, a lot of movements. I say that also with the whole thing about the chicks who complain about catcalling. Yeah. I said the only ones who complain about catcalling is the ones who you wouldn't catcall in the first and place. And they're like, you're when fucking I see comics, When I see some, some of these white female comics, yeah. they tell me, so I was catcalled the other day. In my mind, like, no. No, are, this must have been. No one's catcalling This you. was 56 pounds ago for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not even that. They're just plain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just plain done. Yeah. Nobody's catcalling nah, 100%. You. I wouldn't catcall you. But then it's like, you're complaining about catcalling. Meanwhile, you have gorgeous women that go, men don't approach me anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and I've even had a, don't buy I had a drinks, woman tell me. Up. I had a woman straight up tell me this. And obviously, like we said, one woman doesn't speak for all of all them. Of but them. the opinion counts of even mm-hmm. the exception to the rule. This one girl, hot Italian girl, white girl, beautiful, gorgeous, was telling me. And I mean, just literally me sitting in a Starbucks. She sits down beside me, and for some reason, she just starts talking to me. But she was saying her hardest problem is figuring out which guy's money to spend. And I said, what? <laughs> and she God said, damn. yeah, I'm in my 20s. That's I'm high. And she was like, and they're just coming at me. She she was complaining about a guy getting her Wimbledon tickets and saying he's <laughs> over aggressive. <laughs> and I she, said, she don't understand. These I, I will take one day of aggressive, and even the some of the younger women that do complain about catcalling, you want to say to them, appreciate it while, while it lasts, happening. because yeah. you got about another four years 
and it's going to stop and you're going to be stopping in front of men and wishing they would say something but they ain't going to say nothing but move your old ass and tell that young bitch <laughs> I said come here yeah, <laughs> so yeah it's a two way street but uh, we'll get into the motherfucking fight night portion of this shit real quick my man Ibrahim is from Jersey Yeah. Uh, grew up how, do you care to say how old you are no, a lot of people yeah, in the game want to give their Hollywood age and, nah, and nah. their industry well, age I mean, 36, man. I've been 32 for the last eight years. If you black, you should be able to tell niggas your age with pride, especially if you're over 21. Right. Because I remember a time when they used to be talking about some average black man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I've seen 21. You're going to be dead by that age. Yeah, raised in the beard. I'm appreciative. Proud of your age. Exactly. So, yeah, I grew up in Newark. Projects, all that shit. Uh, Newark. Who's from Jersey? Naughty by Nature. Yeah, Redman. Uh, Fetty Wild. Uh, yeah, Fetty Wild. He the new Comics. You got Bill Bellamy. Uh, you got, uh, who else? What, Hamburg- Alonzo Hamburger Jones. Ham- Hamburger. Look yeah, up that Family Burger. Guy episode if y'all ain't uh, seen it. Hamburger a legend. I met Hamburger. Um, um, I met him too. Good dude. Good dude. Um, who else y'all got? Else? Jersey. Samoras from Jersey, right? Samoras from Jersey. Samoras from Jersey. Jersey. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey. Jersey. Queen Latifah. Jersey got a Naughty by Nature was funny with Naughty by Nature's I my grandmother li, uh, lived on uh, North 18th Street between William and East Orange when Naughty by Nature first popped off that's all Bruh, that's you want to talk about black yeah, parties all, now you want to s- talk about hot summer I seen they did parties. the VMAs recently yeah and all of them Naughty Fetty Wap Queen Latifah mm-hmm. all of Jersey did the VMAs Red Man yeah and I mean obviously you know being a tri-state area that most of the shit that they say is in New York is actually in Jersey. Jersey anyway. from Jersey. Even the teams that mm-hmm. play in New York, for New York, the stadium's in Jersey. Jersey, right. Which anytime they start yeah, losing in New any. York, people will be like, nah, that's it's Jersey's Jersey team. Yeah, uh, uh, fucking, uh, the people was running down on Meg Thee Stallion because when she did the VMA, she put as her location New York. Mm-hmm. And North motherfuckers was on her ass on social media saying, nah, wreck my city. It's so weird. Wreck my city. Nah, but you gotta understand where we come from. Now, I felt that. No, nah, nah, When nah. I was growing up, when I was growing up, North got no well, air she, time. She doesn't None. know. I get it, but I mean, the reason why people came at her was no, because all of us understood, we understood that we've always been the blind spot of the Northeast. No, yeah, yeah. People ignored us. Yo, come on, I'm from Indianapolis. People would be like, where's that? I, I told a dude I'm from Indiana when I was in third grade. I moved to Georgia. I said, yeah, I'm from Indiana. He said, oh, that's the place where the people had them dots on their head. Oh, I said, whoa. My mother told me Georgia was last in education, but whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you thought Indiana yeah, was, was India? Indiana. So, yeah. yeah. And then a lot of people, will, I'll say Indianapolis, and they'll go, yeah, man, that Minnesota is cold. So, I know about being underrated and people... Disrespecting they, and they don't even realize they disrespect. Yo, you know how you look at the news now and you get to see what the weather is in Newark. Yeah, we used to have to go by New York's weather. That's right, because they would never advertise our yeah. shit. We'd be like, well, it's seventy six across the water. Right, I guess it's about seventy four here. So, yeah, because we ain't no shit, but. Uh, yeah. Just, so you said fight story? Yeah. Give me, give me maybe. Your, uh, give me, give me a time you lost. Dude, let's start oh, yeah, with the L. Oh yeah, definitely a time I lost. What was the um, L? The L was worst L. Worst L was I was I was training boxing. I was doing uh I was uh I was boxing at this gym called Do Drop Gym over in uh, Newark on Sunset Ave, and I was about nineteen, maybe nineteen or twenty, something like that. About probably right around there. 
and I uh, sparred. So I had been training for a little while, whatever. And this was like my second sparring session. Uh oh. So they throw me in the ring with this Dominican kid. Uh-oh. Now, like at that time, I was like way, you know, way leaner than I am now. I was physically yeah, yeah, impressive. Was, yeah. I, was, ooh, I was fast. Had the body. Yeah. So I'm looking the part. Dude, we get in the ring. Now, my first sparring session was pretty good. I got in the ring with this dude, and he whooped my ass. Now, all leading up to the sparring session, I was telling my trainer, like, yo, I need to work on my defense. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, man, you good because your offense is you got good right hand. You got, I said, nah, dude. Uh, what it might say, everybody got a plan until they, they get, get hit. <laughs> so... The, the bell rung, I'm moving around, and I'm, I'm looking like young young Cassius. Yeah. I'm dancing, everything. I'm throwing a couple of jabs. Did the Urkel shuffle? Yeah, all that <laughs> shit. My man threw that first right hand, and I froze. You I caught it? Like I caught, bro. You caught it? And I caught it, and I had a pretty good chin, but you remember like uh, where, where Richard Pryor said, he said, um... <laughs> He said you. He said, but your. He said, uh, uh your legs don't. Fall. He said your legs start like you oh, move yeah, your legs yeah, a little bit. Right. But I couldn't fall. It was like I couldn't yeah. fall, but I felt it. I took the punch, mm-hmm. but like my feet felt like they wasn't Less there. Days. It but felt I like an out of body experience. Yeah, but I couldn't fall. You're present, but you ain't present. Yeah, dude, starts. So then he started. He started, and he hit me with the first right hand. I shook it off. By the time I shook it off and looked up, the other one was on the way. Oh, and I, in my mind, I was like, God damn. He you. God damn. And that's the thing. He hit me again. Yo, then he leaned up against me and, and started, uh, like, trying to work the body. Oh, so then, But the body, I was fine because yeah. I, that yeah. was it's all in shape. Up here. It's, it's up here. It's so CTE. I could feel him. <laughs> so as long as I could feel him, I was like, so I started hitting him. And, like, I hit him with a couple of body shots, and the motherfucker was like, oh, oh, oh. So then he started keeping me at a distance, and mm-hmm. it was just teeing off. Like, I was like Apollo Creed. And oh, fucking, yeah. Just wouldn't fall. <laughs> That's no, the like Apollo thing. Creed. He was hitting me like that, like uh, like from Rocky IV and shit. Yeah, the yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. Yo, I was... He whooped my ass. So and how did the sparring session end? Do you throw in the towel? Or the, is the, certain well, I went through two rounds. Supposed to do three, and then the, my my training. Was Your like, training was like, like nah, we're not nah, doing we gotta it. It's two out of three. Thanks it's, for yeah showing us yeah. where we're weak. Yeah, yeah. I t- but I tried telling this mug. You know, I love him though. That was Oscar De La Hoya. He went on to be Oscar De La Hoya. Bro, beat my ass that day, yo. That's so, humbling. That's the thing about boxing. Everyone's you feel like it's fun to hit people. And those people get in that game and then quickly realize, nah, you gotta be able to take. Yeah. And another thing with boxing is that it it um you end up fighting. It makes street tough niggas realize they not they not tough. No, you don't have to stand because like I, I now right after not right after that boxing session it was like my um that that um sparring session. Yeah. My trainer put me in the ring with another guy who was ahead. Now at the time I was one hundred sixty five pounds. He put right. me in the ring with a guy that was like two hundred. He was a little shorter than me, yeah. but he was like wide. He put me in with him, and I ended up knocking that kid out. Because yeah. we had worked on defense for a couple of weeks. Right. And he was like, all right, I'm going to throw you in here and then see where you and at. Sparring, y'all got and this head motherfucker, gear and all head that. Head gear, yeah. Okay. This motherfucker was throwing heat. Yeah. He was 200 pounds. Like I said, he was shorter than me, but he was throwing heat. Like, I, mean, I, felt, the, I felt the fucking That was wind. the thing about Mike oh, Tyson. Shit, was, was like, He was shorter. Compact. Didn't but quite he, had that reach, but he had that power. Mike had great lateral movement where he can slip under jabs. Custom model, Mike. Mm-hmm. Cause God knows when Cuz died, uh, and you know that was Cuz's dying mission was, 
you know, he had, I think, Rocky Marciano in, like, the 50s or 60s. Yeah, Floyd Patterson as well, too. Floyd Patterson, and then he won I know the was, I know it was Rocky Marciano's trainer, too. I might I know, have that mixed up. I think Floyd Patterson was definitely Floyd his. Patterson, Floyd Patterson, and then was looking for Mike. He we'll Mike. have to look that up. We got nobody here to fact check us, but nah, Cus definitely was doing his thing. But then, yeah, you had Mike Tyson, and then, uh, yeah. I was telling people okay. about with the with Mike Died and right Tomato, like a lot of people look at it like, oh well, Don King ruined Mike or Don, you know, with and and Mike said in his documentary, I don't know if you saw his documentary Tyson nah. when he narrates his life and he's sitting there, uh, it's the one that Nas produced. Yeah. He said that you know Cus was his trainer and stuff like that. He said, but those guys, uh, Jim Jacobs, I think it was or whatever. He said yeah. them guys was stealing from me too. Yeah. He said the only difference between them and Don right. was Don let me enjoy my money. Right. He said when I was with them, he said it felt like they would take me up in the Catskills, they would train me, mm-hmm. and then they would bring me down to fight. So he said he was like a dog. He was like an animal. Yeah. They would just set set him off in the ring, mm-hmm. and then he would just go. Yeah. But with Don, Don actually, if I made twenty million, yeah, man, it's, I spent it's twenty million. Of it. Right. Yeah. Right. If I made twenty, he which, let me spend twenty. You know. It's which like, you always feel like with them, and I mean, there's one side of Don being black, so people always feel like they're gonna exploit you. Which I always feel like that better, better to keep it in the family than it is to let <laughs> that man exploit me. But you right. feel like with them, even with the Cuss team, at least they helped train him. So that mm-hmm. was. When they're taking the money, it's like we did something with Don. He was already great, and Don just had had to promote him. Which even then, it's like his kid Dynamite. You don't have to promote Mike. Which right. Mike, and we'll throw this out there just to see how you feel about it. Which Mike Tyson is a very interesting person to me for this reason, in particular in the Me Too era. Somebody that did or went to prison and served time for what he served time for. Mm-hmm. Which obviously was a rape charge, if y'all don't know. Right. And now has a podcast, a cartoon, is in all types of movies. You know, he's in The Hangover. And it's like a silly guy, and it's just cool. Right, right. Which leaves you in this weird space of like, and I'm all for him being vindicated, having served his time. But you also say, well, if Tavis Smiley can't have a radio show for whispering in an assistant's ear, then how is Mike out here just living life and um, selecting? Because it's it so selective. But, it, but it depends on who's going to make money off you. Tavis Smiley is strictly kind of like a self-made and Charlie guy. Rose. Oh god! <laughs> you just like they wanted. Was to- it Red Rover where you could put people back in the game? <laughs> where it's like, hey, put Charlie Rose and Tavis Smiley back in the game. That is. They they whisper this mice here. We get them to agree they won't do it no more. But if you're gonna have whole rapists out here with cartoons, then Charlie Rose get to come back in the game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Charlie Rose's show like we, Space Ghost. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we veered a little bit, but uh, what was what were you saying? Oh, you were talking about boxing. What yeah. what got you into boxing? Like, uh, my. Father, man, like it's something I always wanted to try to do. I was going to the wild. I was like seventeen. Okay. And then um, I was like, you know what? Let me give it a, sh- you know, let me give it a shot. So uh, this dude Sean ha- um Hassan, he was training me at the wild Newark for a little while. And then my pops, and then eventually I went and got into the you know joined the boxing gym. Yeah. And just start you know doing that or whatever. But then I, I landed a career, and then I left it alone. My father was trying to like push me. Yeah, he was trying to push me to 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 be to go pro and all yeah, that stuff. they just like, want to brag. I said, dude, it's too late in the game. You don't have man. to take it. I'm in my twenties now, bro. It's too. 
you you got to start that shit when I'm 10. 10. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Then, yeah, so it's like I started too late in the Which game. Which they wind up hating their fathers because it's like, yo, yeah, you made me great. But, but I father-wise, had no childhood. Yeah, I, no yeah I remember Roy Jones said that and it hurt a little bit. Yeah, Sean, uh, well, you got Shane Mosley too. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of those boxes end up leaving there. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. you, you know, it becomes a conflict of interest. It's like, yeah, you pushed me really hard as a trainer, but as a father, you showed me no love or affection. Right. And I got nothing that I needed, which made me a great boxer, but as a person, fuck you. Right. So, uh, yeah, that got you into boxing in Newark. You obviously had to be tough in Newark. The one thing I knew as a kid growing up in Jer- or growing up in between Georgia and Indianapolis was New Jersey Drive. And that was kind of my only picture of New Jersey. It was like, oh, they still cars a lot. And oh, and, and, and y'all was definitely a top the murder capital and stuff. Yo, we was the, the we were more so the stolen car capital so of the world. Growing up in Jersey you had to defend yourself a lot, I would gather. Uh, yeah, or you find ways to navigate around it. <laughs> to yeah. having to do it. That sense of humor. So, yeah, it's the sense of humor. And, and what's funny is, like, I used to... Uh, like I told like I told you when, you when I came in, is like, I came up in an era where there wasn't a lot of fair ones. Right. And I was the only boy in my, in my family, so... It was like it was this whole thing of the the clans. You get what I'm saying? Little gangs. So, yeah. So you had you know this family with brothers and and shit like that. So I'm outnumbered. Cause so and it's gonna be you gonna get jumped. Because the, the two time. things I knew about Jersey: New Jersey Drive and Eastside High. Lean on me. Oh, lean on me. Which now that's more accurate. We hate New Jersey Drive. Yeah, we yeah, hate that yeah, fucking yeah. I bet so. Because we do. Because it's it's not a represent. You know, it's never it, a representation. It was. It it it, caught, it captured the tone of it, but it's like certain things like that was when, just they, when they say Avon Street, nigga, we all just like nah. Yeah, when yeah. When they said that in the movie, it was just like nah, nah, nah. not Avon. But the tone Street. was right because I mean, Nick, yo, the stolen car shit used to be very entertaining out there. Yeah, bro, them dudes, that was the whole thing. Bro, if 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 they would have took if they would have took niggas, and this was like a movie idea I had came up with, is that it's, you said it in the nineties, Newark. Yeah, and you have a kid that gets arrested for whatever. It gets sent down to down south, and he yeah. and it's a black kid who becomes entrenched in NASCAR. Gotcha. Like he was a, you know what I mean? He was right. A, he was a so you just feel car. like it was misguided. Yeah, it? bro, because all the motherfuckers had interest they like in speeding. But where they do you speed. get the training if you don't have the money and all and, that? Or the shit. access, right? Or the you access. Do, you do it out on the street. That Bill is. Bill Gates grew up around computers. Like shit ain't an accident. And somebody grew up around a flathead screwdriver, <laughs> and, and they got to Dude, it with what they, they had. To, and they used to make the cops. Look. <laughs> Dumb, hilarious. <laughs> so that part was accurate about the movie. Oh, man. that's definitely accurate. Hilarious. It was just the little things that we knew that this wasn't Newark. Yeah, it's yeah. supposed to be. Which is funny. It's like, it's like, it's like dude, if you that's don't do always it, a love hate because you go, okay, I'm glad you said New Jersey in the title. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Indiana, but also no. Not that. This isn't. I'll tell us. you what was shot uh, in Gary was. Uh, I think it was called Original Gangsters. And it was with Jim Brown, Pam Greer, okay. and... Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that movie. The dude that played Braxton in Jamie Foxx show, right. which I'm just like, how is he a gangster? Wow. You, you, you need what? two roles. He was trying to... You <laughs> need two roles in between <laughs> for me to be able to believe that, that someone this light-skinned mm-hmm. and this goofy-looking is a gangster. 
and it's like, is that Braxton? P- what was that's it? P- like, Braxton P. Hart in the brain yeah, yeah. with a do rag on? Yo, that's funny that you say that because that's exactly what they did with with uh with fucking um what's my name Terrence Howard. Yeah, he he played in uh hustling Hustle flow, flow, but he also played in Get Rich or Die Trying. Right, and then you was able to believe. No, 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 but he also played in Dead Presidents. Yes. He was a gangster. Uh-huh. But he got his ass whooped in that president. But my man, that's my favorite movie that's not oh. a comedy. Oh, hell yeah. And I always say, if anybody ever played me, I'd want to be Lorenz Tate. People well, like, yo, you Phil, he's younger than you. But I'm like, I always feel like that was how life's supposed to end for any black man in America. Like, I <laughs> met that dude. Before I remember I worked a job and this dude was telling me about coming back from the war and not being able to get a job. And I thought that was going to be a good ending. And he like, so then I took a rolling pin and went down to a grocery store, told that motherfucker, empty the register. And I'm like, God damn. This <laughs> yeah. is a lot for a lunch break, sir. Yo, I, I grew up, a lot of my uncles were Vietnam vet. My father's a Vietnam vet. I have an uncle that was, um, my uncle Brewers in the Marines. My other uncles was in the army, and another one was in the marines. Yeah, and I had a couple of the national officers. They served the around the Vietnam, and when they they came home, bro, they, black men had a hard time back then. Nah, hundred percent. And, it was, I, and I it was hooked on heroin. And that's why I love the Agent the, Orange. Fucked the him up. end of uh, you know, dead presidents. Dead presidents. Yo, when he just flipped over the test. I served for the motherfucking country. What's fucking with when when um my man the judge? I served in a real right. war. Right. That was like yeah. the ultimate slap in the face. Ultimate slap like, in the face. I served in a real war, But son. their treatment was completely different, which brings us back to the Chappelle special when he was talking about the heroin addicts, where yeah. it's like, they talking about opening a safe injection site in New York, and I'm just looking like, dude, what they have the them. fuck are you talking about? Crack, you because talking about when a, a, a black soldiers came back, exactly, from the war, it was all strung out. Mm-hmm. Y'all was arresting them and treating them like criminals. Now you're talking about mental health. Then they got signs on the trains talking about carry Naxalon. Like, your overdose is my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to buy something to prevent your overdose? Like, y'all got the game fucked what's up. Funny, what's funny <laughs> is, too, is how I, I find it really hilarious, especially now doing comedy, is how I see how cavalier white comics are about talking about <laughs> substance abuse and drug use. Oh, yeah. Versus when I grew up, because my mom was on drugs. Damn. And my family, I had family members on drugs. Right. Because, like, it was the crack era then. Yeah. So it was like, we grew up with a stigma that we didn't want other people to, to know, know that... You know, right. you know what I'm saying? That that shit was going on. It took me years to acknowledge and to and stop being in denial that right. I had this shit around me. No, you know what I mean? 100%. But it's like to hear how these motherfuckers just be like, it's night and day. It, it, and yeah. That's why Chappelle told the joke, and that people kind of might got mad, but it's like these white people love heroin. I thought everyone in this town was just sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like yeah, man. Because like I said, it'll make you feel. It makes me feel upset because I'm just like, nah, y'all. This is y'all treated us like we were crazy mm-hmm. and criminalized, just say no. and locked everybody exactly. up, and now <laughs> we're opening that? safe injection sites. Dude, they, but they, they, it's not. Well, that's just New York City because they have them in other places. My homegirl who does illegal work for different crack house. house. She said they have safe injection spots out in like like almost out where I live at now, like going out towards. Like towards Pennsylvania like, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. Like it's a dude, they have them. It's they a have dude them. just selling belts and spoons inside. Rhythm spoons. Safe. <laughs> you remember? 
Remember Cole Martin when uh-huh. he opened up the restaurant and he's like, "What are we go through?" He said, "Rent them spoons." And he said, "He's so fucking." That's what the dude is doing. Yeah, just selling place. belts and spoons. This is a safe tie-off area, sir. <laughs> you are not supposed to nod off in the lobby. The back area is for nodding off. <laughs> And then, like I said, got these signs on the train. Carry Naxon line. I'm supposed to carry some shit for your eye? Fuck you. Narcan gonna be sold over you the can counter. You die just like my uncle did from go. <laughs> Get your fucking arm chopped off. But yeah, color makes a huge difference. And that's, you know, tying this whole podcast together of like, no, Dave Chappelle is two steps ahead of you. Because he sees the bullshit coming from a mile away. Mm-hmm. You only accept the trans because Caitlyn Jenner told you to. And Caitlyn used to be a white man. So and now everything's okay. I think it's going to cir- I think it's only being done to, to circumvent uh, black. Uh, just like white women took advantage of fucking you yeah, know, affirmative action. To and get those, what and they want. Right, whatever. I think because the demographic is changing, it's a way for them to stay relevant. Right. And circumvent any type of civil rights action going oh, 100%. forward. So it's to like, cut I'm a minority. You're a white man. But I'm a minority because I'm a trans man. Just I'm cutting, a trans the, woman. cutting I'm a, the line. Cutting the line. That's all and, it is. And then it's like, yo, I, I, not for nothing. I want them real women to get what they've earned and deserve. And yeah, but the you just is, jump the line. But they work against you're, themselves too by supporting. Really? It's coming to the line twice because if you was a white man, you was already getting yeah, it. You yeah. coming back in the line and not coming back in the line, you're coming back to the front of the line. Like, mm-hmm. hey, come on. Which, people keep talking about equality and I'm like, I think equity more may be the way because equity would be not everybody getting the same thing, but everybody getting what they need getting what they need to get to the that's same justice. level. Yeah. And that's where we're more of at. And even when we talk equality, I'll bring this up as my last major point. Uh, you had de Blasio recently mm-hmm. uh, declare for, you know, wanting to be the president and then them booing him for Eric Gardner, which happened five years ago. And Eric Gardner's daughter died, which I thought was tragic because you're not supposed to spend your 20s having to advocate for your father getting choked out in front of millions and nobody doing nothing about it. Right. And... This motherfucker comes back two weeks later and announces, oh, by the way, we're going to fire that officer. And it's like, don't try that slick shit. You just got booed trying to run for president. Mm -hmm. And now you're trying to come back and go, no, let me write that wrong. And it's five years too fucking late. And think of the people that he's fucked up and been unjust to on the force for this five years yeah. that you waited and now you want to be president and well, it's I'll give you one better than that. The fact that he probably wasn't even wasn't even doing that with anyone else. Like wasn't continuing his job as a cop, but he was sitting at home collecting a check for that, right. that amount of time. Get to be paid and it's just like yeah. this is why black people are upset. This is why Dave Chappelle can't stand your little movements. Go watch Nanette in peace and Ugh. enjoy it. Ugh, but yeah, that's but, uh, the way to end. <laughs> <laughs> that piece of shit. I know you're not supposed we'll, to say, we'll but end, I said I'm gonna say it. We'll end with one more story. Let's let's get one more fight story from you, because uh, you was boxing. What yeah. was your worst loss pre-boxing? Um, I lost a fight to a friend of mine who we was really cool, and I didn't really want to fight him, but he annoyed the shit out of me some for some reason that day. And the dude. 
he I didn't realize how agile that motherfucker was. Like I was trying to get my hands on him, he was smaller than me. Yeah. And the motherfucker just kept slapping me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he kept like he had these long ass. Was it was it E Honda from Street Fighter? It, it, like, no, nah, nah, yeah, but no, it was like Tap wow, the A a lot. Wow, like, like he had long ass arms and long fingers. And he oh, just yeah. kept slapping me. And he just annoyed me till I like I was so mad that I like you know, you get the mad tears coming and I couldn't catch him. Yeah. I couldn't get my hands on him. So he kept moving he in. He kept moving you. and slapping oh, me. Was that's the like, worst. You're like, can you just stay, stay still? Yeah, can so we can fight? Even... Like, and after a while, it was like, I'll tell you, I, never, I think that may have been the worst. I'll never forget this, but I fought this kid. And I mean, I didn't want to fight him. He was way taller than me. And this is like seventh grade. He had got beat up. He got a black eye in the lunchroom. And he literally did. It's a comedian that does the joke. But he literally did the who was laughing about me getting beat up. Oh, little Phil. Okay, I'm beating little Phil's ass, and it's like, no, he was laughing too, and so was he. But I'm the smallest person that was laughing. Now you want to fight me? So he kicks me in the stomach. We in the park. He kicks me in the stomach, and I had asthma. Kicks me in the stomach and goes and gets in a car and drives off. He didn't drive, but someone drove him off. I'm doubled over in pain, like. Fuck this motherfucker! Just you know, shook my hand basically like, all right, I'll holler at y'all later, and then just was like, I heard you was laughing, bam, and I didn't see none of it coming. Mm. So now I'm on some revenge shit. Like I gotta get that motherfucker next time I catch him. Not at school because I didn't want to get suspended. So I catch him again at the boys and girls club, and I pull up on him like, nah, fam. So what was what was up with that shit? So a whole week goes by in between. So I've been seeing him at school and trying to act like I was cool with him. Knowing the whole while, yo, I got to smack the fuck out of you for what you did last week. So I see him at the Boys and Girls Club and the same way he did did me. Like, oh, yeah, how the tables have turned, motherfucker. That slick shit you did last week. And boom, I hit him. (laughs) And he backs up. And like I said, he's probably a whole foot taller than me at the time. I'm probably like five and he's six, like six foot tall. So his reach. And I didn't understand shit about reach. I was just mad. So this motherfucker is standing like three steps back from me just jabbing me in my face. <laughs> and my stupid ass had on a white shirt. Oh, so it's all... So my nose is bleeding. And now we in the parking lot of Boys and Girls Club. And I'm going, I gotta get my revenge. And finally, after about three solid jabs to the face, I go, you're gonna have to get hit to hit him. <laughs> Just charge at him, and I'm just catching him. Bam, bam. That's right. Everything. I get right up underneath him enough to uppercut him. Bam. I uppercut him. He feels a little pain, takes a little knee, but then he gets right back up and just jabbing me. And that's when I realized, like, yo, you got to fight at school where somebody going to break this shit up. <laughs> you can't be fighting people in public. You need a referee. We, yeah, we needed a referee. <laughs> Nobody came to stop this shit. My shirt was all bloody. And like I said, I must have got in maybe two good hits on him. The first hit and when I charged him and just uppercutted him. And he took a slight knee and then went right back to just tearing my face up. Blood all over my face. Stupid ass wearing a white t-shirt, blood all over the shirt. And I remember I knew I lost because his mother made him apologize to me. (laughs) (laughs) For what he did. Whoever has to apologize, that's who lost the fight. 
Nah. And we had to act like we was friends after that. But like I said, we was cool, but it just it pissed me off. And like, really, dog, you looked at everybody that was laughing at you getting your ass beat in the lunchroom and picked the smallest dude. And that's why I, I tend to hit people first because it's like, fam. You gonna get yours if you now, get up, yeah. I don't know what you might do. I'm gonna have to take that first swing. But yeah, man, that motherfucker got me good, and now I understand reach. And before I swing <laughs> on somebody, I take a up. nice look at the arms and go, "Is it worth getting jabbed to death?" <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, this been good, man. Uh, I enjoyed this. Uh, where can the people catch you at on social media and on stage? Oh uh, man, uh, social media they can catch me at Ibrahim Khalif on Instagram, uh, Ibrahim Khalif eighty three on Twitter, and Ibrahim Khalif on Facebook. On stage, I got a couple of shows uh, coming up this month. Um, actually, I'm going to a show when I leave here. I'm going awesome. to the Underground Storytelling Comedy Show at Drexler's. Uh, and then I got a couple other spots coming up the rest of the month. Okay. Um, so you could just, I, I posted in my IG stories. So you can stay tuned for yeah, that. Yeah, folks. Uh, we back here at the motherfucking Tough Talk podcast. Like, share, subscribe. But uh, we're going to try to be here bi weekly. This is my new partner. We rolling. We're going to collect some fight stories from some comics. Uh, hear about them getting their asses beat. You can find me at I am Phil Hunt on all social media. That's P H I L H U N T. I am. You know how to fucking spell that. If you don't, hey, you too <laughs> dumb to do any of this shit. How do you have the internet, motherfucker? Uh, I got some shows coming up. Uh, September twelfth, I'm gonna be at Stand Up New York here in Manhattan. Uh, that's in the city, 79th and Broadway. Uh. And the end of the month, I'm going to be at an in factory uh, in Brooklyn. That's Williamsburg, right across the bridge. Uh, September 29th, folks. Uh, that has been the motherfucking podcast. Thanks for listening. Yep.